Welcome to another episode of Thought Knots Radio. I'm Kyle. I'm Jesse. Wiggity, what's up? My name's Chris. My name's Jason. Welcome, Jason. Yes, Thanks for having me. First episode. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I'm very excited here. to be here. Right let's, let's get this show on the road. Let's do it. Let's go. Exact coordinate, signal, exact direction, course control. So I had this dream last night. I wanted to talk to you guys about just nice. sh- just sh- not talk to you about maybe just to share it. Maybe was it a dream or a fantasy? This is kind of one of those dreams where it's like it's partially lucid. Hmm. You, you control a little bit of it, and it started off really cool. And it, it, the whole thing was really cool. I was literally flying through the sky like it was like a bright sunny day. I was flying like yes, love flying, right? I mean, it's one of my favorite yeah. hobbies. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm flying through the air. And uh, it felt like I wasn't on Earth. It felt like I was on another planet somewhere. It looked like Earth. Like it was an ocean. It was just wide open ocean, massive blue sky, and there were some clouds, right? Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel like Earth. Anyways, I'm flying. And all of a sudden in the distance, the clouds were making almost like a tornado looking formation into the water. So I'm flying towards it. And then I was like, I'm going to dive into the water, into the ocean. This is going to sound very like Mr. Cheezel from uh, uh, Grandma's Boy here. He's like, so I'm flying, right? flying with the birds. Then I dive <laughs> into the ocean and where the tornado cloud formation was below that, I was, as I was swimming down in the ocean, it was like hundreds and hundreds of massive blue whales were like, really? you, you know how they sleep vertically? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like whales yeah. sleep vertically, like straight up and down. Wow. Right? There was hundreds of them there, hundreds of these things. And they were all in a big group, just kind of sleeping. So I was kind of swimming, flying, swimming between them all. And I thought it was really cool. And as I was coming up to the surface, it felt like I was a fish or something. Like it became a whale. And, <laughs> and, and I started coming up to the surface and I like shot out and I, my intention was to go really high. And I just popped out of the water and it felt like I went 100 feet in the air and I came splashing back down. And that, that was the end of the dream. Hmm. It's kind of strange. What did your dream book say? I didn't look into it. No way. Yeah. I didn't look into it yet. But that like I don't really like. Uh, so you're like a Pokemon. Uh, well, I guess I, I was like. <laughs> or is this like Dragon Ball Z? No, no. This was more like uh I just thought of Mr. Cheezel as I was like... Uh, that, that was the monkey, right? No, Mr. Cheezel's the boss. Oh. Grandma's boy. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sharing, Super like, Zen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. guy. He's Kevin like, Nealon. Kevin yeah. Nealon, yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> sharing like... How did, how, yeah, yeah. How, how did it feel being like swimming in the ocean? Because oh, I know you can't awesome. swim. Well, I mean, I can float, right? Like float <laughs> yeah. very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Holy. Yeah. But uh, it felt really cool. Like it, it almost felt like I was like powerfully swimming like i was moving really fast through the water and i was, I was gonna breach the surface it felt like i gave it like an extra kick and it, it's like my ability to fly was gone but i gave it this extra kick and i went flying into the air and it came coming so back like, like you're, you're flying with like nothing like it's just you just going right yeah flying initially and then when i went into the water it felt like i was a strong fish oh yeah and then i came swimming around all these sleeping whales like hundreds of them and then i came burst onto the surface hmm. Shit. you guys ever had like for me like i don't really remember my dreams that often like yeah. i know jesse you yeah you, i remember it i think the cannabis over the years like for when i started smoking cannabis the uh the dreams started to wear off but they're strong now like yeah they, they, they just they just can't be suppressed oh yeah that's so crazy I, I, do, man. I do get them every night 
Yeah, you, you've you've always had pretty vivid. Yeah, dreams, they've always right? they're, you know, similar to how Lutz explained. Sometimes they're just stories. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and they're just life stories. And sometimes I'm in it. Sometimes I get so like deep into it, like. You know, I have multiple friends that are females and sometimes I'll have like sexual dream about them. And then I'll be like, I don't even want to see them fucking for a week because these like feelings are so like fresh yeah. and real. I'm like, I'm avoiding them. Right. Wow. So like, the dreams can be super intense and some of them super scary and super, you know, enlightening. And um, do you do like the dream book or anything like that? No, do, I just do you write anything down? I just kind of... I was really interested about about that for a while, yeah. and I like how I asked Lutz that as well. But like, I mean, like, do you write it? No, I don't. Okay. No, um, I often wonder if I should. You should, man. You should because I just feel like I'd overanalyze. I overanalyze everything. It just doesn't excite me to do so. It's just fascinating though, because once you start doing it and you write it down, you actually start there. You it's like you remember more. Mm, it's I almost like that. the memory of the dream is just like the 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 trigger. Mm. for you to remember the rest and once you start writing down the part in your head it's like the next spot of the dream fills it up oh okay because there's been part there's been times where i wake up in the morning and it's like wow i had this really wicked dream about whatever right so i write it down and as i write that portion down oh yeah then this happened oh yeah then this happened yeah and it's like all this other stuff flows with it you know that's fair you know maybe i just take it for granted that i dream really well and v- vividly like it's just oh fuck i'll dream again tomorrow like it's yeah. does it it doesn't seem <laughs> like anything different for me you'd be you just be writing all the time then i guess uh, yeah. yeah i would if say so you know sometimes time. i wake up from a dream and i all hop back into that dream yeah oh, like yeah. you know yeah. that's very interesting sometimes you want to get out of a dream and then i do and sometimes i become conscious within a dream and i'll be aware that i'm in a dream i never take it i've taken it once to the next level where i'm like totally live like you know i would totally aware that i'm in a dream and i'm running around and i can't die and something's chasing me and i i've said like i'm not worried like i'm in a dream so it i have had that come to be but okay um, it's, it's i find it crazy how a lot of people all tend to have very similar dreams when it comes to like certain things where a lot of people have dreams about when their teeth fall out sure you know like why did why does like hundreds of if not thousands yeah, that, of people that's, that's one of the ones that i get for sure really yeah, yeah. really teeth, they, like they shatter like in my dream i'll like uncontrollably like clench my jaw yeah and they'll just kind of shatter hmm. i wonder so what it is with that I, and like the, i've heard the, people say that's like an anxious thing anxiety thing but but why is it always symbolized with yeah, that right? you know yeah. why can't it be something else you know and like same thing with uh, just being chased by a mob of people, but you end up running super slow and you feel <laughs> yeah. like they're running top speed <laughs> right at you. But you always like you're fucking giving it all you got and they always catch up to you. But I, I always feel like you always wake up before they get to you. It's yeah. just the fear that yeah. you have. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's like, been a part of that is just understanding what because we all see things through our own cultural lens. Right. Yeah. Like That's what makes up us, us who we are. So yeah. you have a different cultural lens. So you might see something and experience something in anxiety or fear and someone else anxiety and fear, but they have a different cultural lens. So they just experience that, that feeling That's or true. emotion in a different way. Like I, I've had the same, like similar one where you're running from people and you're running slow or like say you can't move or something mm, like yeah. you're, you're running in place almost oh, or you're dude. trying to like, or like something's happening and you're trying to like alert people except you yeah. don't make any noise like you're like you can't even it, talk but you can't like you're not producing any sound right like yeah i've, I've had that honestly time. more when i was younger nothing like that like anymore yeah same here i haven't had like anything like that in the past couple of years like where it's like you're actually like 
you got tremors in your body from how scared you yeah. are and then you wake up you're like holy shit yeah. you know but like lately i've had a few where it's like uh it's i always find myself either on a roof or getting onto a roof no <laughs> idea why but uh the first time this happened i was just on the sidewalk and i just woke up in the dream it's like holy i'm in a dream right now and the feeling that i had is like i just i wanted to get onto the roof and i just looked up at the roof and like this feeling came over my body where i knew i could just fly up there and i just flew right to the top i'm like this is crazy so i just started flying around everywhere like that was the first like lucid dream that i've had and then the second one was i was already on a roof doing the roof cuz yeah i guess for people who don't understand I, I do roofing. Right? Yeah. So dreams about but, roofing too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I live in all the that yeah. shit. Yeah. Sure, you sure you're just not like sleeping at work? Like you're, oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. I just woke yeah. up on wake up, man. Yeah. Wake up. Yeah, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Been out for hours. Yeah. You flew on the roof. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was on the roof. Same feeling came over my body. I just knew I was in a dream and I just flew from roof to roof to roof. It was like I felt like all my equipment was on one roof or like some of my equipment was scattered from on all these different roofs and I had to go retrieve it and I just would fly to each one and come back. Like, mm. I find that just crazy. But the feeling, it feels so real. Do you remember uh, how you knew you were in a dream? Like you said you were walking on the street and all of a sudden you just knew. Was there something that in the dream that made you think of it or you just said, whoa, this is it? Honestly, it's just, it's like... Um, it just kind of like showed me on its own. Like there was nothing that I said, oh, I'm, I'm in a dream. It's just like almost as if the dream just said, you're dreaming and just now do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the leash was, you know, unclipped from my neck or something. Yeah. See, I had one like that where uh, I was, it felt like in the dream I was walking down the steps of say like a parliament building, you know, like just massive steps, right? Yeah. I'm walking down the steps and in the distance, like maybe a mile away, I just see a guy walking down the street and he jumps from the ground like 10 or 12 stories onto a building. I that just was probably it. me, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it was. <laughs> You're in the same dream. Maybe. Yeah, what the hey, fuck? that's pretty damn cool, actually. That is, man. That's pretty cool. That's all I do. This guy, like, he was walking, like, wait, I could, I just see a little guy, right? Jumps onto a roof and I'm walking out. I'm like, hey, that's not possible. Wait, I'm like, wait, I'm in a dream. And that's the second. I was like, oh, wow, I'm in this dream. And I was able to start flying. I said to myself, first thing, I want to start flying like Superman. But it was so weird. It was, it felt like my waist down could fly, but my torso and upper body couldn't. What? It was so weird to describe. <laughs> it it felt like it felt like I'm propelling myself with my legs and it took everything I had in like my core hmm. to like keep my body up. You're yeah. like one of those wacky inflatable yeah. arm right. guys, just, eh? It was pretty much like <laughs> that. See him just flailing as <laughs> yeah, he's moving exactly. through the sky. Eh? Like, it it like, felt like I had to hold my upper body up and it was like <laughs> everything I had. And it was like my legs were doing all like the, uh, I don't know, propulsion yeah, kind yeah. of way. So, maybe you're in bed like doing sit-ups <laughs> probably i bet yeah, you, you could be sitting I, up in bed i bet you i was probably sitting up or something right like it was so real right yeah like this eh? but flying around <laughs> but <laughs> see this is around Superman the time pose this is around the time uh i was researching like how to have lucid dreams sure and they were talking about one of the best things you can do is actually have a consistent have a have a uh, journal down mm. so because as you start writing down your dreams every single night you have them more and more and i was having them like way more but then once I stopped writing in the in the journal, it was like now I have them once a week or once a month. Yeah, maybe I should try to do that more often. Then, to me, talking would be more audio. So almost have a recorder. Yeah, would be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, people do that too. Yeah. 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 Do you, uh, 
do you remember you watched the OA, right? Then the second one, right? Yeah. That was interesting with them harnessing dream information. That was crazy. Right? So, yeah. That was a really, really cool show. They yeah. had they had like a sleep factory. People would come in, this like person would like pay people to come in and sleep and they would like kind of like see what they were dreaming about. And it was like all of these different people were having like the same dream, kind of like what you were talking about with the teeth mm-hmm. right, falling yeah. out. All these people were having the same kind of dream. So they, they were they were trying to figure out what does these dreams mean? What are they all about? And all of a sudden, they all, all of a sudden, all these st- people started seeing the same face in the dream. So they all would describe the person they seen to like sketch artists. And all of these different sketches came back with this same face. So Weird. the show was like based around trying to find this guy and like get this, like see what the purpose of this guy is. There's, I wonder if there's some Weird. validity with that as well. Like, you know, if you talk about like the collective consciousness type mentality, like I wonder, and because every person is just a data point, right? Data point, data point, data point. It'd be interesting if all of our dreams were recorded and stored, what would be the mass data points? You know, it, uh, to me, it would be a reflection of our society. Yeah. Well, like, it, you know, cause we're like, we're, we're nature. We're part of nature, right? Like if you look at a school of fish, how they're all swimming and they all move together, boom, at the yeah. exact same time. Yeah. It's amazing. Or birds flying in a flock yeah. and they all fly together at the same time. You know, like, why can't we have the same kind of thoughts to kind of like a hive mind that you don't see? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they're all, I agree. you know, that's all floating out there in the ether and we're all picking up on these different ideas or whatever. Well, there is a lot of that in like movies and art, different art forms, uh, use that to like their advantage. Yeah right like oh, i can't think of the term i was trying to think of it before this but it's essentially like you can stuff like the hero's journey and things like that like it's yes essentially like it's the like, same thing where uh like in, in movies like you usually have the character right and they're like they got a paddle on or something and they have this journey where they face adversity and everything and then they they essentially overcome that and they're much better for it or they you know they they like ascend that like normal level of people in the movie right yeah because of that adversity that they overcame yeah it's like yeah. A, it's like a yeah. construct right like yeah. within yeah i can't think of the term but there's a specific term for like there's a bunch of those kind of things yeah actually i just watched a ted talk <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah i just watched a ted talk about that like just a week ago and it was a director a hollywood director and yeah. he was talking about that and he actually says he specifically designs all his movies mm-hmm. to be that way because it's like it's inspiring to people and it's something that everybody always wants to root for the underdog and like mm-hmm. see them overcome whatever challenge that faces them. Yeah. And it's very lucrative. <laughs> yeah. And there's lots of money involved. <laughs> exactly. That's the underlying. It's a cold, yeah. hard cash to be made here. Yeah. Well, if you had a template that works, right? Like if even music, they use a lot of same beats and just oh, change yeah. it. Yeah. Well, change a couple words. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bo Burnham has a lot of funny skits on that. Oh, so it's, it's patterns. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's what skits. humans are. Is yeah. Just, they just recognize patterns and follow true that. that. And that's, I like that hero, hero's journey one. Yeah, it's, like that's in a. It's very true. eh? like. Yeah. It's it's a. Uh, it's a tough cycle though. Yeah, but that's what makes the hero, right? Yeah. I mean, Chad Kruger sings about it, right? Does he really? Oh. They say that a hero can save us. Oh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's looking for out, outside invalidation. I'm not going to stand here and wait, right? He Just, became the hero, right? I guess. Was that a Spider-Man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's waiting for a Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Josie Scott? Josie Scott. Yeah. Sitting there on Chad the Kruger. on the rooftop, but it's, it's pretty much a green screen. I think there. Yeah, yeah. I know dreams are interesting, though. Interesting what you find and pull out and abstract, and can tell let you know what's bothering you or why something keeps coming up in repetitive motion. That's kind of what the whole dream book, uh, the dream book is about, yeah. right? It's it's like Carl Jung is a, he studied dreams a lot too, mm. right? Yeah. Philosopher, 
And uh, in that book, they were talking about like how th these people see thousands and thousands of patients, right? So they kind of form these dream books off of, yeah. uh, they'll ask these people, like these are the kind of studies that have been done. Like they'll, all these people will describe their dreams, right? And then these philosophers and, and psychiatrists and, you know, these people kind of figure out what's going on in this person's life. So this, this type of person experiencing such and such anxiety or trauma or something they're dealing with, and they're also having these dreams. Mm. So they kind of correlate the data and they kind of wow. like, that's how they've come up with these uh, deciphering to say this dream essentially means this for you. Yeah. Circumstances might be a little different, but essentially that dream means this. And more often than not, like it's pretty bang on. Yeah. Wouldn't you just like, Amazing. I don't know, like I, I, we're just, spit, I'm just spitballing at this point. Like, isn't, wouldn't it all come down to certain types of emotion and just those just being like a representation of that emotion? So like how many different emotions are there? Right. So It'd be interesting just to, what the thing is, like good data collection is great for those types of reasons, not for, I'm going to sell you f certain things on Facebook, but just <laughs> yeah. to understand and socially understand what we go through and the complexity of the human mind and understanding how that works. So I find that really intriguing to just harnessing data on a mass level for our benefit, for the collective's yeah. benefit, not exactly. a small few. But yeah, that's interesting to me. Say over the hundreds and the thousands of years humans have been around, we've all, you know, we all have a, a you know, a spectrum of emotions. Yeah. So over the years, uh, there's going to be commonalities, right? Like everyone's going to be struggling to pay some kind of bill or everyone's going to say, go through a loss of a family member. They're going to be struggling with a divorce or something. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are going to be experiencing the same kind of problem. So yeah, over time, maybe the, yeah, like you start having similar dreams that represent something, right? If you're yeah. tossing and turning all day about yeah. a certain thought, at the and night, you know, this certain dream may manifest to say, just to kind of be a dream version of what you're going through in your life. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, you just collect the data and here's what the dream book, here's what it means. Cause it was pretty interesting. Like when I got the book and just flipping through, I had this dream, you find what it means. It's like, okay, I could see that, how that fits. <laughs> okay. Some um, of it's vague, but. What was the gentleman we used to watch? I don't know if you still do. He was the gentleman with the glasses, bald. We used to watch him for our gold and silver videos, and he had that algorithm online. Cliff High? Oh. Yeah, Cliff High. He oh, does yeah. that. That's what his website's basically modeled off, is basically running, running, he has an algorithm, runs all the information on the internet, just continually data mining, bang, 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 and it produces what he feels is going to come true based on all the collective information that is being run. And it's all predictive measures, you know, probability measures, not absolutes because what is, mm. but I find that interesting, like to look at technology of that. Cause if we're all saying the same thing as I've shifted in my, my awareness on many things, I've noticed I'm attracting those things as well. I just see people or talk to people, run into thing, and their story is vastly different than mine. But it is, it's a different, it's a different path. But they're on their own path, on their own way. So it'd be interesting, just like seeing data like that more often. And you know, like that guy gets shunned by everyone. He does. But but it's it's mainly just because it has to do with financial stuff. That's all it's geared towards now. Yes, I find. Yes. Yeah. You know, like everyone's looking to somebody is like, who's got, you know, like who knows when gold is going to rise? Who knows when silver is going to rise? Who knows when Bitcoin is going to rise? And they're looking to people like, who's got the answer? Yeah, exactly. Right? And then if somebody vaguely has somewhat of an answer, they're not saying this is an absolute, this is a probability or a possibility, you know? And if that doesn't come to fruition, then they shit on the guy, you know? Yeah, and then exactly. it's like, yeah, like, ah, oh, that's, it's a shame. 
You but know? it's interesting just harnessing data like that, you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. I was thinking about that this week too, if myself, I'm like, I, cause when I start to form opinions and even the podcast has helped me to better round out my opinions. So that's been great. That's been a good thing. Mm-hmm. But one thing I've been noticing is like, I get this like data point where this is a crazy one. I, I normally I don't say this type of shit. But because I've only heard it once, but well, like what better place than the yeah, podcast? Angela Angela Merkel. There's a theory out her of her being like Hitler's daughter. Yeah, yeah, I right? saw that. And yeah. I, I I caught that once, and it's funny that you guys caught it too. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, holy fuck! Like I'm not <laughs> gonna be going there and posting and sharing. Well, now I'm sharing, but so, yeah. this is just an example of yeah. what how I I process things. But if I kept hearing it and seeing things and found more external validations or validities or something that would point me towards that direction, then I'm like, okay, like there's enough smoke, right? I don't see the fire. I can't give you concrete evidence, but I do see stuff occurring. So it just made me believe in to be suspicious. I can't, Mm -hmm. anything I research, how the fuck can I narrow it down? You know, like a lot of the stuff is not you know, a chemistry absolute, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of, you know, just enough data information to populate an opinion. Exactly. Ask her. You should yeah. ask her. Who's that? Send her a message or yeah. make a video. This is for Angela Merkel. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure I'll get through. <laughs> send <laughs> her a tweet. Send her to the podcast. Send her a tweet. Yeah. yeah. Send her to the podcast. Invite her on. Yeah. yeah. Invite her on. <laughs> I don't, I don't she, think she I, speaks English. I don't think she can even press play on the phone because I'm with how bad she's shaking these days. Yeah. Really well, and, that's, that? and that was the thought because uh, yeah. Hitler had Parkinson's, right? Man. So that's that right. There was a connection there of that. And could you imagine, though, could I know. you imagine? I know this is like straight, you know, conspiracy theorists and the fucking far Anything's wherever. possible in this day and age, and man. You just don't yeah. know. So I just kind of store it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, back there. And this, there's no goal for me to be like, oh, hey, I was right. And it was like, fuck that. Like, I yeah. just, it's just interesting. Yeah. And like, what about all the theories, too, of people that uh, they say that Hitler uh, lived all the way into like 1950. 1950- 50s or 60s yeah. or 70s in or something Venezuela? like that in Venezuela or yeah. Cuba. I think it was and Argentina. Like, yes, that's other, what it was. Other people yes. have said that. Yeah, there's a lot of German people there. And yes, yeah. I there's heard all this Argentina. Hitler. Yeah. There's Hitler memorabilia, or not memorabilia, but like um, Nazi stuff, like all over that that part of where they're huh. claiming this happened. And like, there's there's pictures of him when he's like old and gray, and like um, the guys made would be she would be telling all the stories and she has pictures with him of like him at his old age which like you know it's like you mm. gotta ask the question like i know that it'd be so like i've always been so fascinated in that too right like i'd love to know if one day like it all comes out like yeah actually yeah hitler did die he died in 19 he was a hippie <laughs> in his last <laughs> year <laughs> <laughs> oh man he found the light at the end right and he like who I, knows right like, i think we're getting there i to me when we start using technology you know especially artificial intelligence for trust factors you know you go to google right now you type in whatever there it's totally narrative driven you know they have algorithms pushing information trying to make you think a certain way so i believe technology one day will allow us to cipher truth information like verified truth maybe not absolute stuff that can still be questioned but the most concrete evidence kind of backing i think that's where ai is going to help us wasn't google working on that yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? No, they, I, they, yeah. can, they can bring ideas forward. It doesn't mean, you know, I, I don't believe... I, I don't like, know if yeah. there'll ever be like that one absolute truth, though. I think well, you'll oh, always have to be like... It's perspective-based, yeah. right? But fa- like certain facts, 
you know, Kyle walked through this door this time, like data points, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Like how, how do you argue he walked through that door? You mm-hmm. know what I mean by this? Yeah. And unless you're shifting dimensions and different realities. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I was going to get into. Right? Yeah. So then it can be, it can be different in that way too. Yeah. But getting to a point where there's some trust factor with technology, where I feel I'm, we're in an age of there's a, I, I don't trust a lot. Like I'm going to alternative websites. You know, I go to, well, just go to Google and I put like Q and on, and it's just like conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. Yeah. And I go duck duck go the corporate media. Yeah, yeah. And I go duck duck go yeah. and it go, gives me to QMap.pub first yeah. fucking thing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's what I wanted. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Google, how many pages am I gonna have to cipher through that? Like. Yeah. There's this project right now, Project Veritas. Have you guys yeah. heard yeah, of oh yeah. this? James, James uh, O'Keefe or whatever. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, well, he was just invited to the White House recently. Yeah, for, the, social, for that for media, the meme. social media yeah. summit. Was that that yeah. meme? Yeah. The meme? He's the meme guy? I don't know. Oh, he had, yeah. Never mind. I'm just yeah. crossing information. <laughs> but yeah, they invited a bunch of, you know, like far right people to yeah. the social yeah. media summit thing at the hmm. White House. I didn't follow up with it, but like it a couple days ago or something. Well, it's pretty interesting. Some of the videos that came out, you know, it talked about some high ranking Google official yeah. talking about, you know, we can't let what happened in 2016 happen in 2020. Yeah. Like they, even though if she's coming from a point of view of like, I'm trying to do right by our citizens and maybe Donald Trump wasn't the best candidate for, like, if she believes that that's yeah. fine. Oh, I don't, I don't invalidate her opinion or her perspective, but the fact that she's, okay with using technology to meddle in some format you know like that that's fucked you know and for them to be just these companies are going down man they're you know there's forward to it yeah me too i I just look for the next platforms that are just most like steam it right like that's a little more of a that's a like a bitcoin like a a cryptocurrency yeah social platform video platform have you guys heard about uh, that new cryptocurrency in quotations, Libra? Libra? Oh, yeah. yeah. Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? I don't know tons about it. Yeah. I, I can kind of gave myself a, a week break from like all information. So yeah. I feel no, like I'm catching up. <laughs> but the Libra, I, I think. It's, it's their way of trying to build like a, a world currency. Ex- yeah. That's, exactly. That's how I see it. And it's. The thing about cryptocurrency is it's supposed to be decentralized where it's like not owned by anyone. It's just like a a network that people share. And like this cryptocurrency is going to be a centralized currency. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really fall under the category of being a cryptocurrency. It's just more of a like government issued digital currency that's run by a corporation instead of a government. But you can almost even argue that Facebook is a branch of government now because of how powerful they are. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. And I, 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 I see Libra also as like a social credit system, kind of like what they're doing in exactly. uh, China and stuff. Dragonfly. Exactly. Sure. I think it was called Dragonfly. Technology. I could see like because it's yeah. integrated with social media and stuff. So like, how are they going to be dishing out these, right. these coins? And, exactly. You know, like. And it's going to get to the point where they're going to be so desirable probably by, by the community that like people are going to strive to work to get more of these coins oh, than yeah. actual dollars. And like, yeah, well, it's going to be you'll a have huge to be con- politically correct. You'll have yeah, to be, you know, like man. play by their rules, essentially. Do you think we get there? Honestly, uh, it's uh, it's up to the people to make that decision. Where, like, where, I, just based on where your sense of feeling is on mm-hmm. where we're projected or wherever your reality is yeah what do you see something like that coming honestly like i can see that like then what sorry the libra elaborate yeah Yeah. okay i I can see like libra like being some kind of dominant like 
competitor to the dollar. And I think just like the way that Facebook kind of incentivizes things and glorifies things and be a part of this, be a part of that, you know, it would get so many people turning their heads and I want to be a part of that, mm -hmm. you know, because it is something new and it's something fresh and there's a potential of making a lot of money if you do it the right way and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So I think a lot of people would go in that direction, you know, and I, I don't know, like I think the cryptocurrency community would more or less move or stick with the cryptocurrencies in existence right now and not really give into that oh, yeah. because it's not, because it is like it's cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah yes. it's centralized. It's and like that goes against the all the fundamentals community. of yeah. cryptocurrency. Yeah. So yeah. those those people are not buying in. No. They would be yeah. saying, what the fuck no. is this? Exactly. Like, this is why yeah. we're getting out of the yeah. right. you know, fiat currency model. Right. And like I, I've noticed on Facebook now, like, you know, when you're a part of groups and stuff, it, it'll, now it'll show like a top fan in a group. Oh, yeah. It'll yeah, kind of yeah. dictate someone's a top fan. I guess yeah. they contribute a lot and stuff. So hmm. they're hmm. See, very yeah. active. So like, you know, I can see things like that. Maybe that person will end up getting more Libra. Absolutely, and, man. Like, Absolutely. And, That's and like, because they ban a lot of stuff like Facebook's fairly like left wing, right? Like oh, they, yeah. they ban like a lot of yeah. right or alternative media yeah. and stuff. And so like all those people won't be able to earn any of that. See, like I mean. that's yeah, I agree. I to me, uh, I'll give my opinion. I I truly believe this is there. It's too far gone. I don't think they have a chance. I who's that Libra? Libra. Yeah. And you know when I when I believe, I believe you know the deep state cabal, whatever you want to call them. This was technology they weren't ready to introduce yet. To me, that and I have nothing beyond my just mm -hmm. intuition yeah. here. Yeah, I believe they were. This this was just happening too fast. There's too much shit going on regards to currency and finance and geopolitical stuff that they were kind of forced to use some ammunition. To me, I think this was a platform that was going to be worked in for, for had opportunity for a lot of time, but it was yeah. about timing. I don't think they get there. I think there's a lot of falsehood. The, the, the thing we have issues with with currency is trust. That's the mm -hmm. reason why Bitcoin, Bitcoin has brought some excitement to a lot of people is because it's trust, you know, right. Whatever I have, you know, every other it's a, it's a centralized general ledger. Right. Everyone could see it's, it's consensus. That's the right word. Consensus, general ledger. Everyone has that. So to me, we're so close to something new. They're throwing their ammunition before something occurs where we shift from this current currency model. Mm -hmm. That's where I believe it's going. I think they're not ready for it. There's not enough adoption of Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies within the collective to right. be allow that to be yeah. build excitement. Well, I think it's just because the, the, the population of Facebook is so great. Mm -hmm. Like, how isn't there like one... What's the it's amount over, of users? Like a, over a billion. Over a billion people that they'd be exposing this to. Like, yeah. what fraction of the population right now even knows about cryptocurrency? Or, like, not even that. Like, how? what's the fraction of the population that even understands how money works and what money even is or for is them even to like, understand that, like, they need to get out of currency, you know, because it's it's literally uh, debt-based. Mm -hmm. it's, it's literally nothing. It's it's backed by nothing. It's It's absolutely valueless. You know, so like if once you start understanding how money works, then you can s start looking at alternatives of like where to put your 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 wealth, you know, and like for for Facebook to be creating this thing, this new thing that's, you know, again, like they're going to they're going to shine this thing up. They might not what know what they're doing right off the bat, but I do know that they're, they're taking all these different valuable parts of like what 
what's really good about Bitcoin or what's really good about Litecoin and like all these other ones, Ethereum and all these different networks and they're compiling them and turning, you know, making their own cryptocurrency, but centralized. And like, I, I do think that they, they stand a chance in some way just because people are so uneducated when mm-hmm. it comes to that. Like, like, like that could be people's first pretty much introduction to exactly. crypto. Exactly. You know and maybe I mean? like they've never owned a Bitcoin, never like yeah, Litecoin, right. any yeah. any coin. And then because they're on Facebook, they're exposed to exactly. that. Exactly. And there's there's also like marketplaces and whatnot on Facebook. So yeah. you can see, you know, people exchanging exactly, money man. just with Libra through the marketplaces. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, I totally agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally understand the functionality yeah. aspect. Right. But my suspicion that it's something we don't even know who created Bitcoin yet, right. really. No. You know, I still have my suspicion that it was done by the CIA, that it was, this was part of the plan to bring out information and to make an, an, an option mm. to get away from paper currency and make into a digital world. Somewhere in between, this information got hijacked in a sense from enlightened individuals and who's changing some trajectory of where we are going from a financial aspect. I really believe that was the platform though. That was the thought was to do that. But I I do notice a lot of people on Facebook tired of the same old bullshit. I think people are kind of waking up and identifying, Oh, I'm on Facebook. Like that's the first, you know, like this shows the apps of how much you check Facebook, how many face, you know, how many times you're on there. I think people are coming to be a little more aware of that, but they're addicted to that. Mm-hmm. It's like a meth deal. You know, yeah. someone's on meth. Says, yeah, I'm a, I'm a meth head, but yeah. fuck, you know, Exa- I'm, I'm exactly. trying to get off of this. Yeah. It's just not easy. And exactly. I don't know what to shift to. Because when on my phone, it's YouTube, Google, like it's all parent companies of mm-hmm. the same yeah, true enough. apps, right? Yeah. Like what else do I use? You know, and I don't really know of really alternatives yet. You know, I'm learning as I go, but I'm sure a lot of people are in the same boat. What else do I look at? Well, and, and the thing is, like, you want to be on like the platforms that your friends and family are on. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, yeah. most people are on Facebook or yeah. whatever. So, there's not too much incentive to hop onto another one, right? Right. And like, with that being said, like now, like with all of these people hooked on this drug already, and now they introduce something new and fancy, yeah. you know, that oh, I can make money, or oh, I, like whatever, whatever the yeah. case is, they're just gonna glorify this, and but. I think it's really good for cryptocurrency for the fact that they're going to be exposing all of these people to like what, what a cryptocurrency is, you know? And I, I feel like that could maybe once people actually realize that a cryptocurrency is decentralized, they would move from Libra into, hope so. you know, like Bitcoin yeah, or like people or, just don't know, but they could yeah. also just yeah. see it like on, be exposed to it on Facebook as like on the surface, right? Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. don't know exactly how it works or right. anything. They'll just be like, Oh, I got, this many points or you yeah, know, coins yeah, exactly. or whatever, right? Yeah, and apparently they're going to be interchangeable. Like, uh, from my understanding right now, like you'd be able to if you collected a bunch of Libra, you can exchange it for Bitcoin or Bitcoin for Libra. Yeah. Oh, they you have know? exchanges for that yeah. already. I don't think I don't think yet, but I know that's, that's going to be a potential. Yeah. Okay. Which which what, that would be really good to you know go from Libra into to Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, that'd be a cool shift to see that happen and to see Libra fall, which is something that I kind of, I want to see that. See, I don't think Bitcoin and Litecoin, I don't think they're going to stick the way I once hoped. I I don't, it's, you know, that technology is about trust factor for currency. So we just need something to be backed by currency and then create that. I, there's, because. You mean like you need something that's, 
like a solid store of value and then issue a currency for it. Yeah. Based on a, based on a crypto, like, so using a crypto as a foundational platform and having backing by that, because I think it's still value in our current society. If someone goes and earns something, goes and finds riches that he could transfer that into versus Bitcoin, it's about energy at that point. Who owns the energy can run Bitcoin, right? Like if you had very reduced, if you could, afford the bill for energy or if you had mm. technology that doesn't use yeah. excessive energy then you're kind of you're coining or you're owning that area and that's where i think we're going more to a backed system because i just it's definitely possible but i i yeah. believe i'm pretty sure that if uh like from everything that i've been kind of like researching lately sure. if they were to back uh like a new currency let's say the the current one we have was to fail and they backed a new currency with a fraction of gold that would like uh pretty much eliminate the use of the federal the federal reserve yeah it would you know yeah because like now they wouldn't have to issue all of this debt based based money you know to to governments around the world and because because it has a backing now yeah and you know I, I mean i believe that's what's going to occur is we're gonna you're starting to see in countries you know even trump coined it we're gonna go into uh if other countries like china and russia are spending a lot of are printing a lot of currency why can't we mm -hmm. so we're gonna go into a hyperinflation aspect there's gonna be a transition i believe from because the treasury coins you know like i'm the i'm the central bank you're the treasury you ask for money from me for quantitative easing so i print you a trillion dollars but now you owe me 1.1 trillion dollars yeah. and i have a zero bankroll so right. i just printed that money and yeah. gave it to you but you owe me interest Exactly. You know, that's an awesome fucking model, right? I can't, like, I the can't world's believe. like $500 trillion in debt, exactly. not quoted, but who is that debted to? So I think we're going to go to it because the coins itself, the U.S. Treasury takes care of all the coins. The central bank doesn't do that. The Treasury has all those coinage. So I believe there's going to be a Treasury note that comes up. There's hmm. a Treasury note that will be created by the U.S. Treasury. So there'll be two dollars at the, I believe at the same time and that'll be a transition and you'll start to see and there'll be an exchange you'll be able to exchange it from US dollar to US whatever dollar right I think it'd be a hard sell for people for a lot of people I think think of it in like a stock though the US treasury dollar is currently rising where I pay a hundred of my I pay five dollars uh, US dollar for this treasury for one treasury dollar mm-hmm after a while, I have to pay, you know, 10 or 100 of my U.S. dollars for one treasury dollar. True enough. That's just an exchange. That's just like jumping into a stock. People are... But people like, are what, would, what would give it value? Like, what would make it rise in value? Like, trading all this fiat currency Inception. that's not worth nothing. People buying into it because you're backed by gold. You're backed by gold. So there's only a finite amount of gold out there. Mm -hmm. So then when people start to adopt it, there's See, less gold to back all these dollars. I think then you'd have to argue like, does the gold even exist? Do they have the gold? You have like, to have physical you know, they audits. would have. They would, yeah. You'd that's have the to only way. You haven't audited the Federal Reserve since inception. It's been around since 1913. It's, man, so yeah. you need to have those checks and balances. You know, like if we started a little thought knots radio and we started making a few bucks and we, you know, sent it to CRA, they would audit us every seven, eight years, I'm sure. But the Federal Reserve, who prints the money. Never gets audited. Yeah, that's unreal, that's man. That's weird. Like the Pentagon just got audited for the first time last year. I'm sure Trump had a big 
you know, part. Yeah, in sure. That. I think he tweeted that out actually. Yeah. Really? <coughs> yeah, the, the Pentagon's never been audited. So it's time. Something like That's that. That's so awesome. Yeah. Man. And there's bills He's put making... into place. There's bills put into place. There's, there's a bill in place right now in Congress where they want to audit the Fed. And so the bill's already laid into Congress. So all you need is some people in Congress to waiver that. That's man. all it takes. How long do you think it would take to audit the Fed, man? Probably not long. Do you think for one year? Like for like, how would they do it? Like, well, I'm sure, I'm sure all this is computer based logic. You know, I'm sure it's all yeah, algorithm based. You know, yeah, I'm sure, sure there's enough. financial minds who can look at a computer and say, who would, who would be, you know, who's a wizard at numbers. And I'm sure they can read those numbers pretty finite. You know, there's a university professor who was talking about, who did the public record um, audit. He just took all the public records and they were $21 trillion in the hole. And they couldn't just find the this public money. records. Yeah, the public records. So then he took all his information. Dr. Skidmore, I think it was his name. Oh, he yeah. took all the information, threw it out there from Michigan, I believe. Took all his information and findings, threw it out there. Then the, the government classified all the documents that he used to create that report. So it's interesting, right? Like wow. he, this was all free information now it's classified now it's classified they they pulled that information back because his findings saw that america was excess so already what we know of what they are in debt their debt was another 21 trillion unbelievable and we're like classified stuff man yeah that's, yeah. Why, that's why we all got to get plane tickets and fly down to nevada we're going to storm area. What's going on Hell with that? Yeah. Hey. What is going on with N- that? N- like, Naruto style, right? Yeah. Naruto running. <laughs> See, this, this... Yeah, exactly. This is There's that collective one kid evolution. At that point. Oh, man. Like, this is that collective consciousness point I get at is like, why is that coming up? Yeah. Like, why is there... Are these like real memes from like... Well, I think like it started from, apparently from what I heard is that it started as someone on Facebook just made a group and said... Wasn't it Joe Rogan? No, no, I don't no. think so. No, it's just really? somebody I, who said, we're oh, going to okay. storm Area 51. They can't stop us all. Yeah. And all these people just started signing up. And apparently there's like a million plus people who really, signed eh? on to it and said they're going to do well, it. Well, would that have occurred five years ago? No. Doubt it. So no. that's what changed now. Like, why that's are the people... technology and so many people plugged in and seeing it. And but about that. Area 51? So like people... Oh, no. Know. Like there's a lot of people that knew about that's Area 51. That's what I mean. Of, would they have done that then? Well, they, they, Was they the didn't have the means to... But Facebook was to around then. Yeah, but it wasn't like memeable. So, okay, at so the let's time, say right? three ago, three as years vi- ago, viral. three years ago, two years ago. Like it just feels like society's getting to a point where they're they don't. Even, it doesn't even matter if you believe in aliens or free technology or not. Like there's just some secret of behind there that I'm sure people are like, "Fuck you!" Like tell me, like what is going on there? Like, people want to know secrets, yeah, right? Like exactly. if I told you I have a secret, but I can't tell you till tomorrow, well, why'd you it would bug you all exactly. day, right? Yeah. Oh, you'd want to know now, right? Yeah. yeah. And so when you know that the government, uh, especially when they have like 50 year declassified documents that you know are just getting released, yeah, yeah. boom, and you read it, it's like holy, right? this has been classified for this long, you're reading it. And you know there's more. You're just naturally curious. Oh, I want to know, right? Especially when they got a right. top secret. Like there's such a culture, especially behind Area 51. And it's exponential growth. I think that's often thought. Like, you know, information is just, oh, you know, quant- quantifying numbers. I learned 10 things ne- this year and 10 things next year. It doesn't work like that. Usually one thing will make you learn X amount of things. So like 50 years ago, they knew this. Yeah. They just needed one aha moment to create such more vast of information and knowledge. That's 50 years ago, man. 
what the fuck did they learn? And there's some bright minds of in there, right? Like, and we talked about the Bob Lazar thing, or you guys did, and Curtis shit on them pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting. There's people, they're not really necessarily interested about the alien aspect. It's just about that was their job. They love science. They love to do what they do. And it'd be interesting to just see what those truths are, regardless if it doesn't meet my narrative or what I believe it is. Just why is there so much, why are we so closed off in that way? Yeah, I know. It's like everybody just naturally, you want to know the truth about anything, mm-hmm. some yeah. personal situation, something going on at work and a bigger, grander scheme, you know, like the government, especially like. And then like know. when you have all these people coming out, telling their story about what, like, they, they first of all, they, they say that, oh, I'm a super high ranking military officer. I, you know, I work with the military from this year to this year. They have all their credentials to prove it. And, you know, they have all this evidence and their story is just incredible. You know, sure, it might blow your mind to hear it first, but like, how do you invalidate a person like that? Like this world holds like doctors and policemen and like government to like such a high degree. And for one of those people to come out and say, oh, this happened. And now, now all of a sudden, you, you know, he's just a crazy doctor or he's a crazy policeman. He never saw that. Like give the guy a chance, like hear him out. And like, why is it so hard to wrap your head around that this is possible, you know, for this planet? Look at uh, Edgar Mitchell. He was the sixth man on the moon. Right. Right. Highly revered guy, highly decorated. He, and uh, he's later on in his life, like he came down and said, yeah, like when we were landing on the moon, there was crafts hovering off in the distance watching us land. It's amazing. So they were like, watching us the whole way as we left the atmosphere and going to the moon. What about uh, Tom? Is it Tom Hillier? Or oh, Paul Hillier. Paul Hillier. Yeah, he was the ex-defense minister for Canada. Yeah. And yeah. like he's been touring around in his later years. He wrote yeah. a book. Uh, all this classified information, especially U.S. Uh, uh, intel came his way. But what was his, what was his ranking? Again? He was the defense minister of Canada. Like he was right under John Kirchhan at the so time. So think of that. Like even though he is a high ranking official, a lot of people are like, eh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean anything. He was exactly. the head of the Navy, uh, ground troops and the Air Force. Like he, he looked after national security so, for like, Canada. So like why isn't that just more highly publicized? You exactly, know, highly man. followed against, you know, yeah. maybe follow people, people follow his breadcrumbs that he's giving out. But that is just is not really done often where yeah. he just gets discredited you know, and he's con- like you know, media- put a label on him and then he's labeled and that's yeah. easy. He's senile now. He's retired. Right? He's like, yeah, crazy. He doesn't know what These he's are talking all about. The old people <laughs> talking about that. Like, yeah, it's, it seems, it seems like there's always this, doesn't matter who you are. There's a, like just ammunition waiting just to smack you with it. And then you're defaced or devalued or your words don't seem as much like with the Bob Lazar thing. He's describing that his credentials from university got taken away. Mm-hmm. He goes back Light and clean. says, I didn't even go to school here. There's no records of that. And I remember in that interview, the gentleman said, like, do you, oh, Joe, Joe said, do you know people who went to school with? He's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not asking him to vouch for me. And he's like, why? He's like, because every time I've asked someone to do that, their life turns into shit. Oh yeah. So why would I keep doing that? I'm just a fucking cancer to everyone else mm-hmm. around me. Yeah. Right. Like you totally push this guy to the brink mentally. Yeah. And he's going to break down. He's isolated. He's out of his career. He has no education. He doesn't have a citizenship. Like he he took his citizen. Like, I don't think he was a part of the country. I'm not sure about that part, but there's all these weird aspects of that story where you're so discredited, you know, something small, my car breaks down. I'm fucking in a mess. 
You know what I mean by oh, this? Oh, yeah, man. Imagine everything of yo, of who you are is now gone and you'll be like, yeah, you know, like I'm just doing this to make a few bucks. You got to be a pretty brave person to endure all that exactly. uh, kind of hardship. Right? Well, think about how many cases there are. Like there's millions upon millions of cases coming out every single year of sightings or of abductions or of whatever, you name it. And, you know, like to invalidate every single one of these cases is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's you know very I mean? troubles it's troublesome and there's so many voices. How many voices are not being told? Right? How many people yeah, have true said enough. fuck it, I'm not coming out, I'm not right. saying this because I'm going to look a certain way, my family's going to think of this certain way. And there's said to be technology to make people crazy this way. I don't know yeah. if you ever heard of that voice of god technology that's said to be out there where they can like implant thoughts into your brain. Well, like that would be crazy stuff. Like if that's totally legit, like I can see why yeah. You know, like if you come out and there's technology being used against you like that, that would be vo- very like, w- what do you do? You're totally alone in the world. I'd- I had some pretty crazy experience happen when I was at Superstore like a couple months ago. Uh, like me and my girlfriend were on the phone just talking about like, what what should I pick up from from here? You know, and nice. but yeah, uh, mid conversation, it's it literally sounded like some kind of alien voice or some kind of like scrambling something or other, like on the phone. It oh, was yeah. it was so weird. Like you heard like breathing and it was like it was it was just super strange. And she was so terrified she hung up the phone. And I was listening to it. It, it must have went on for like thirty straight seconds. It was like it, it was like half robotic, half like alien voice sounding thing, hmm. just talking. What was it saying? Honestly, I have no idea. Yeah. It was just like a bunch of, I can't even like, like recreate what it sounded like, but then there's like breaths in there. It was super oh, weird. weird. <laughs> That's weird. Eh? Super weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. On the topic of, uh, UFOs, have you ever, <laughs> uh, seen a UFO, Chris? I have actually, Is that but right? I'll, maybe I'll save that one for another, another time. Is that right? I'll yeah. explain a few of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's like, hear. They're, they're not as, ex- you know, is robust as Chris's story, but you know, they they were, they were shocking to me when I experienced it just as young as a, as a kid, I was on, um, in Weston sitting, there was a big house party at my grandma. So I was just chilling outside just to get air. Yeah. And I was, I was young. I was probably like 10 and I was on this neighboring, um, rooftop just, just lying, lying down sitting. It's probably like 10 o'clock around this time of year, oh, yeah. maybe a little earlier in the year because the, the sun was down already. So it was maybe, maybe even later, 10 30, 11 looking up in the sky. And I just see these fucking lights like just flowing, like swirling around. Yeah. And it was totally, what the hell is this? Right. And they stopped in like a five formation of a, f- a five on a dice. So like, you, you know, when yeah. you have five looks on a dice, they just stopped in that type of formation. And I was just puzzled. Like, I'm like, what? No one's here. No one's seeing this. Like, then they just swirled and they just traced off. And I, I don't know what like, it was. Like, I'm 12, yeah. 11, 10. It's not like I have a cell phone in my hand to exactly. Google anything. Or, and like, you know, what could even be going through your head at that age? Like, is it aliens? I don't know. Like, to you know? me, I, I've... I've well, always researched. It's easy, right? It's a mixture of swamp gas oh, with yes. the military yes. flares yeah, yeah. Like, that were spinning from, from the high altitude. And yeah, the, that's <laughs> what I should have yeah. thought of that. <laughs> swamp guess. gas. Yeah, swamp yeah, gas. You know, first guess. Phoenix lights, you know, yeah. swamp gas. Absolutely. Aurora Borealis was pretty strong that night, I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, having one too. It was more, most recent was just so you guys, a few of you guys were over and I went outside just take Matt and go washroom. It was about nine. 
nine o'clock. It was at night. Head to the end of the driveway, and I look up in the sky, and it's one of those things you miss part of it. You know, you miss part yeah. of it, and I'm yeah. like pissed that I miss part of it while I'm experiencing. Um, the best way to experience or to explain it is how big it would be. Is maybe if you took your pinky and put it as far as your far as away from your body, and that's how big it was in the sky, right? So it's quite large. Yeah, yeah, right. And what it looked like, it looked like a portal. That's what it looked like to me. And it just expanded to that. It was the pinky size was the largest point. It expanded that wide. And then it just like went back into itself and it was gone. And I ran to you guys. And I'm like, fuck, I saw something. And then I got out there. I look like a nutcase. Yeah. Yeah. No, I no swear one else it was right there. It. Yeah. Like it was right there. It was right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally not right. Like, yeah. but that was a weird one. Right. That is strange, man. How about yourself? Have you experienced anything? Uh, there, well, I have two two experiences. One time I was camping out in Falcon Lake. I was with Chris, my brother, uh, Ashley, a couple other people. And we were just sitting around the fire and like we, we were all just fine. We found ourselves just gazing up at the stars. And out there, it's like pitch black. You can see a lot of stars. And like there's this this one star that was just moving, you know, like we all thought it was a satellite or whatever, but you know, it was all, it was moving in one direction and then all of a sudden just moved in a different direction, like total, you know, like 90 Mm. degree angle, just like that. And you know, like you kind of question yourself because it's so far away. You don't know if like you actually saw that. It's like, am I actually seeing this? Then it moves in another direction. It's like darting around in, in space. Yeah. You know, so like that was the first experience and I never really thought about it too much. Like just cause it's total speculation if, yeah. you know, if that was anything. And the second time I was, I was just leaving Sedona, Arizona, middle of the night, pitch black, driving on the highway and the mountain range was on my right uh, hand side. And it was like super dark and I can kind of see the silhouette of like the mountains to my right. Mm. And all of a sudden, like I'm driving and I turn my head because I just see like this white light in the corner of my eye. And I look and like over the silhouette of the mountain is just this, like it looked like a pinhole in the universe that was just dumping white liquid light out of it. Like huge. It took up the whole sky. It was massive. And like as soon as I saw that, I'm like, holy shit. I pulled out my phone. I have the video of it. <laughs> do you, eh? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I pulled out the, uh, like the phone. I started recording it and like, I'm going like 150 on the highway. Like the limit there is just, you can go whatever you want pretty much. <laughs> so I was, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, fuck. So uh, Arizona, Arizona, you know, yeah. whole, whole people from Arizona. It's like, I don't know where he was driving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just fucking doing twice the limit. Eh? <laughs> but yeah. And so I, I just pulled over automatically and like there was like a a yield there like just right where i decided to turn there was actually a yield to like go off into like the into the blackness i had no idea where this road was going but it took me to a little parking lot like it was just absolutely perfect the way this worked out and i i pulled into the parking lot i got out i'm looking at the sky and like this this pinhole is like moving around and like the the more it moved like the more light was coming out of this thing Mm. it was like massive it looked like in, like in the shape of an almond, pure whitish blue light just being dumped out of it, you know? And I, I gave you a call 
I'm like, man, I don't know what the hell I'm seeing right now. This is the craziest shit. And then my phone dies right after that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it died like on the while I was having that conversation. And then I kid you not, it was probably, I turned around and 20 other cars followed me into that parking lot. They all got out. Like, what the hell is that? All these little kids, it's aliens. It's aliens. <laughs> yeah. They're asking me what yeah. I think it is. I'm like, fuck, man, that's... That's the Anunnaki, <laughs> you know, like that's some crazy shit, but still to this day, I really don't know what it is. Like I've seen a lot of like SpaceX videos of launching and it looks very similar. And like, it was on the news saying, I just don't understand. Like if it was a SpaceX, uh, like mission launch, sure. why wouldn't they announce it? You know, tonight you're going to see in the sky, this big fucking thing over your head. Like this actually took place in California. I was in Arizona and you could see it from that oh, far. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And it, it was fucking huge, man. So you think it was SpaceX stuff or? Apparently. Like, Apparently. well, okay. that, that's, that's what the news was saying. But like, yeah. if that's the case, why don't they announce this shit before you see it? Yeah. And everyone starts freaking out and panicking, and, you know? Yeah. But e- they, e- they come out right exactly. after. It's like, oh, this is the answer. We got the answer for you. E- Elon texts or tweets. What the fuck was that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he actually did text did he? about that. He yeah. said it was aliens. That's all he said. Oh. Yeah, just it was aliens. <laughs> he's an interesting character when it comes awesome. to yeah. Yeah. talking talking stuff like that. Yeah. With. I heard he's addicted to smoking weed, eh? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> addicted. That, that yeah, one addicted. time on Rogan, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rogan totally like set him up. Well, yeah. I mean, he well, why does not, that to though? a lot of people and to get Elon to do that for sure. But I like how after that interview, that's all anybody ever talked about. Meanwhile, he talked about like exactly, so many other man. things. And True that. Didn't a bunch of his stock, like yeah. stock, stocks went yeah. down. Every like, remember mm-hmm. Joe, like even saying like, hey, yeah, and someone's stocks dropped. Like, you know, like in kind of like smirking about it because I can see the comedy aspect to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just smoking weed dropped a bunch of stocks. Perfect it, time to buy. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah, true enough. Right. Because he's off the board now. He's he's like yeah. in a suspension, basically. Elon. Oh, he's been bad. Yeah. <laughs> so Smoking bad. all that cannabis in a legal state. Yeah. In a state where man. it's legal. Yeah. You know? Rocket he was drinking man. a beer, would that have been fine? Yeah. It didn't even Sometimes look like he had Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tesla's new like, race car. Hey? Speaking of Rocket Man, uh, my name's Chris. I'm Kyle. Jesse. And I'm Chris's brother. <laughs> self, doesn't self identify. Yeah. Hey? Just a brother of Lutz. <laughs> I'm Jason. There we go. We're your thought knots. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. That was a nice intro. That's yeah. <laughs> like two yeah. hour intro. Yeah. <laughs> 57 minutes in. Yeah. Oh, it's like, good to get in there. I've noticed that with like some newer movies and like, uh, yeah. yeah, like movies and some movies and media where it's like you'll watch 20, 30, 20 or 30 minutes and then boom, the, the title will come up. Oh yeah. And credits, some credits. And that stuff. is cool. Yeah. Like, uh, even I've played what is it, the newest Assassin's Creed. I remember I was playing it uh, months ago and you do, you play the game for quite a bit and you get to a certain point, like you finish a mission or two, then you hit a point where you climb up and I think you do your first leap of faith. Mm. And as you do it, it's like, boom, Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, yeah. I guess they up. probably consider that like the tutorial yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. 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 Like you, yeah. you actually, that was pretty cool. That game starts off, you're, you're in the battle of 300, like the 300 Spartans. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you're like one of the Spartans like fighting hmm. while just all these uh, uh, Persians are swarming you. See, sometimes I look at life like that as if life is just some video game where it's like on an etheric level, like let's say your soul is the kid with the controller and you know, like you go in, like on the screen in front of you, you have earth and you could choose to be this character, that character, this character, 
you know, and you, you choose a bunch of different, like the difficulty level, Oh yeah. you know, of like what you're going to experience in life. You know, if you choose the easy life, that means you're going into, you're a Rothschild. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or being born into a wealthy family where, you know, your dad might diddly and shit, but you know, like he buys you <laughs> well, sports that's cars. An easy life. Yeah. <laughs> Holy well, fuck. That's the thing. That's the trade off. Yeah. You know, if you got an easy life where everything's gifted to you, there's always that underlying one problem with the person. You oh, know, where it's like something when you're, when you're born into that kind of stuff, there's tons. Yeah. Like right? your overlying but, thoughts. I, I, I you know what I mean, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. You, you pick a general theme of the character you want to, you want to be. And then, you know, like you just press enter and then boom, you're born into this world by huh? a family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where the fuck am I? What am I? And, you know, and then you go through the growing pains of life and start going through those lessons that, you know, you kind of picked on an etheric soul level now you're just living it out. And then when you die in quotations, like you just go back to that, you know, all oh, game over. I could pick another game or another mm-hmm. game. I'm going to, you know, that's the thing. And like, why, why does the disc have to just be earth? You could put in any disc you want of any planet of anything that you can imagine. Why can't you put that in and choose to live as that? It's probably a cartridge though, right? Yeah. yeah you yeah, got to blow enough, into yeah. it before you yeah. put it in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> blow into it. Blow into it. Speaking of that, did you guys hear in the news, there was this, uh, there's a four-year-old kid who claims that he was Princess Diana. Hmm. Come okay. on. I'm serious. And like, wow. The kid's talking to his dad about like his sons and stuff like this. And he's describing, he used to go to Balmoral Castle and wow. uh, on the castle, there's like unicorns and he was describing all this weird stuff to his dad. And he's just like, what are you talking about? And the kid's four, right? Yeah. And he's like, and then I went to, and then I went to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the kid's describing like all this stuff. And the kid claims, he, and then he said, uh, people people were chasing us and I died. I was a princess and I died in a car accident. People were chasing us. Man, that's crazy. There's tons of information with reincarnation yeah, stuff. Yeah, like tons. there's a lot of books. There's a lot of tons, papers, and like medical or whatever research papers done on that. There seems to be some validity with it. Like, how, where did that information come from? Yeah. Like, how does a little, I think there was like a, yeah, like a four or five year old kid who was born. He actually had the same name as this, this fighter pilot that was a pilot in the war of a downed ship in like some ocean. He was shot down by the Japanese or by somebody. I forget all the details, but he's a four or five year old kid. Kid. He knows the plane that he went down in. He knows the exact story, the exact location. Uh, family members. There was a there was a living family member. Uh, I guess uh, the the fighter pilot's younger sister was still alive, and when he this kid was born, and then he went and traveled to visit, and like he knew everything yeah. about her. Like how how is that? Is that really amazing? Like, hey, like that's yeah. that's incredible. Like what is behind that? And that's that's what I mean. Like with this whole game, like life is a simulation type deal. You know, like, why isn't that a possibility? You yeah, know, like, the- it's almost like you picked two games. It's like, okay, uh, as this game's ending, I'm going to have you start in this other one right away. It's going to yeah. kind of overlap with some of the older characters. Yeah. And, you know, and that's part of, like, my cool, like, this is the next game. I already pl- I played all these games since the Caveman. These Caveman games are boring, man. I want right? to play these Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. Do you believe they keep coming back for a purpose, though? Like, for some type of, like lesson in that absolutely sense. like what, yeah. what could that be you know like coming back different life you know maybe filtering out some karma mm-hmm. you know coming a little cleaner and lighter yeah. so to speak maybe but just the, what is that purpose i think it's just for the maturing of the soul because i if you if you look at like life as infinite you know like and you're you're 
you know, like your level of maturity can go nothing but up, but you need to get all these, these this experience kind of thing. Yeah. You know, where you're just constantly stacking up experience. Like you literally... XP, man. Yeah, you're straight up. Yeah. <laughs> and then achievements, right? <laughs> achievements. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I think that's totally possible and is most likely the case, you know? That's my perspective, at it's, least. Yeah. You know? Cause it's if, hard if it to is, quantify it, it yeah. though. Like how do yeah. you, like you, you say that with like conviction, you know, mm-hmm. like I feel it. And I, I, you and I hold a lot of similar views on that. Yeah. But when I met with that of prove it, I'm like, sorry, man, can't. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. The fuck's not real. Yeah. I'm like, what is real? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's the real best to me. answer. What is, is real to me? Yeah. That's what the is best real? answer. What's your reality? How do you stabilize this to be a concrete truth? Right. How do you know that? Right. And I don't what, know. It's, it's, it's interesting conversation. Yeah. And what I find interesting too is like literally every single thing in existence can be measured by its frequency, you know? Mm. So like with that, like that being said, like what makes wood, wood, what makes like concrete, concrete and all these things, like when you boil it down, like if you can measure everything by its individual frequency and then it's like our brain is interpreting that frequency to be a wall or to be um, like a floor or a window, for example, or whatever, Yeah, you know? So it's like, it almost feels like a computer simulation as if, you know, like in the matrix, for example, everything physical would be represented in zeros and ones in the movie, right? Sure. Like that's almost like a symbol for a frequency. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean by that. And then, yeah, they they, they interpret everything just with the ones and zeros. And here we are in real life, real, right? with with our frequency and like who knows if our brain is actually interpreting things by the frequency and just like projecting that to us hard to explain that's no a really it, tough it is thing. it's a tough concept to it really is yeah to break down like it's one thing to have it in your head but then to actually like have these mundane <laughs> archaic fucking caveman words coming out of your mouth it's like you you just can't do it justice no matter well, how you know for instance you know like someone will ask me, well, you know, if aliens are real, why wouldn't they just talk to us through mm-hmm. like the radio? Yeah. I'm thinking, well, like we will get to a point in our lifetime where we're not using the radio. We're not using mm-hmm. radio frequencies. Right. We could be using microwave tech frequency yeah. technology or whatever the case may be. It's even our mind. Like what, what are we going to unleash within our human body on its own? Right. What are we going to evolve to? Like was, yeah. what, what's the part of the body? It's appendix. That's useless to the point or the tailbone, stuff like that. Yeah. What is our body going to transform into as we evolve? It's going to be interesting. That's what yeah. we're going to start playing the games with cheats on. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, we've mastered the game now and now we get to play. We can float, levitate. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be talking without words. This is more efficient. We'll just know what each other's thinking. Or feeling yeah and like yeah like i'm sure they think a hundred steps ahead of what whatever we kind of oh you can't really say that necessarily but like what would be in it for them to try to communicate with us through a radio you know like i think that they would understand by doing that you know like that would change the world you know like let's say that got down to mainstream news at all oh, alien voice comes through radio and tells them a bunch of shit you know, like how would that change the direction of the world? You know, if they did that, I'm sure they, they're kind of thinking on that kind of level. It's, I don't think they would interject into, into our world in that way. You know, my personal belief on it is like, say there is like a highly benevolent, highly advanced, like ET race out there, right? Yeah. And they're kind of watching over us. I think they would have the, the same feeling for us, the way like a, a parent would for their young child 
who's just learning to take its first few steps. Yeah. They don't want to necessarily help the child out, right? Because if you mm-hmm. help the child out uh, its whole life, it's never going to grow up on its own. It's never going to be able to stand on its own two feet. It's never going to be like a mature, strong person. Right? right. Yeah. They just did everything for you. So if there is, you know, like highly benevolent beings out there, which I, I personally feel there is, mm-hmm. I would say they'd be watching at a distance and just kind of watching our our progress and just kind of making sure we're not playing with dangerous toys and stuff like that. Fighting off the malevolent beings or what? I don't know if it'd be fighting off, but maybe it'd be like, you know, maybe the way a grandparent would watch over its child and just say, I mean, if if you're saying there's benevolent beings and there's gotta be malevolent, right? I'd say there probably is a similar level. Yeah. But like malicious intent and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say there's beings out there like kind of like maybe soul suckers, vampires kind of thing, or like just sign up. Maybe it's just some beings who just, uh, just aren't, aren't some bad, they're just some yeah. bad cats, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're just in a different state of consciousness, yeah. right? Like, Yeah, they're just kind of like, uh, they just, I don't know, want to harm or hurt or whatever it is or kind of... Self, they're self-benefiting. Take our resources. Right? Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Well, well if you look psychic at... Psychic vampires, right? Psychic vampires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just kind of suck and you dry. Ener- yeah. yeah, energy vampires or whatever. Yeah. 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 But oh, I, know, I, I feel that's kind of like what with the whole thing with people and humanity is like we're just learning to grow up and kind of like... Uh, Stand on, Stand on your own two feet, yeah. become more empowered. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about the hero's journey, about facing whatever mm-hmm. adversity. Yeah. You know, like say something that I might find very easy, you might find very, very hard and mm-hmm. vice versa. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's like your personal challenge to overcome in this life. Yeah. You know, like something that you might just find so easy. Why do you even worry about that? That's nothing. Don't worry about that. But you might be, that might be your thing that you're like thinking about all the time. And it's like your personal emotional struggle. And when you overcome that, it feels like you've liberated yourself, like you've climbed a mountain. You're like, oh, my God, I, I've conquered this fear or I faced it head on. I've slayed the dragon, right? Yeah. You know, I'm sharing the gold, right? But you keep coming back in the cycle, right? Like you've, you know, you've experienced, maybe you've experienced that lesson. So that person is struggling with it and that's what they're learning. But maybe you've already overcome that in a different lifetime. Yeah. Right, you're coming right. back, learning something else. Mm-hmm. And you're just drawing on information, abstracting information from what this planet offers. Or off, well, the planet is a free-willed planet, from my understanding. It can't just be invaded and taken over. In this, you know, in in my understanding, there's like laws of, you know, that's why there's not aliens landing on the front, you know, on the White House front lawn. There's rules to, to even like how we have rules of certain countries or agreements. You know, we have peace treaties or nuclear treaties and we say can't do that and we have an agreeance i believe on a galactic level there's agreeances as well you can't go and fuck that people mm-hmm. up you can't yeah. do that you have to go through a certain type of federation and based on some of the information i've been hearing and i've heard over the years when they talked about star trek they they said like star trek was very accurate in the depiction of how federations and galactic federations work is through communication and exploration and finding out what type of beings there are. So it's interesting just that you know, is, yeah. taking that philosophy because yeah. what else, what would you else did you call that? What yeah, because there's no concrete evidence, right? No, but it's it doesn't just, mean, But it feels right, you know? That, yeah. That's the thing. I think that's the, what we have to start gravitating towards more is like if something feels right, you know, it can't be that bad, right? Well, I, I look at it, like I said, my, my, my analogy or example of just a way like... Uh, Highly like structured, you know, like uh, like a sensei, you know, like the young punk who goes to the sensei and knows it all. And the sensei, you lack discipline. Yeah, right? you, you know? rack discipline. And and the sensei is going to whip this guy into shape, right? 
kind of yeah. get him. It's like the sensei has been through it, been there, done that, yeah. and just kind of knows what's best for them. But again, even beyond that, going back to like the kid, right? Like just not helping the kid up in life, doing everything for the child. Like let the child struggle, let the child fall down, scrape its knees, yeah. let it make mistakes. Yeah. That's how you learn. Like exactly. That's how you learn anything. Yeah, that's 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 kind of on point of where mm-hmm. I'm, where I think of life and how yeah. I see like karmic energies, how they unfold. and But same with emotional levels, right? Sure. Like, like everybody struggles with physical things, right? But yeah. on the emotional level, everybody in the world is going through some kind of form of depression or anxiety or yeah. struggle yeah. or some kind of personal mountain they got to face, right? And it's like you got the gurus, the kind of teachers, like the enlightened beings as we call them, right? Like the like the guy like uh, Sadhguru or like uh, yeah. Maharishi, you know, mm-hmm. like all these kind of people who it's almost like they've climbed every mountain and kind of liberated themselves from every kind of emotional pain. That's why we call them enlightened, right? They just kind of free themselves. They've dropped every weight, everything they've been holding on to. They're just, they're light beings pretty much, right? Yeah. They they 100% the game basically, right? Yeah. Right. Now they're just kind of sharing it with everybody else. Like this is the way, right? And they always use Mm -hmm. the way and people refer to Jesus as he showed the way, right? It was like, they're just kind of showing the way how to liberate yourself from that's why like everything comes back to just like uh, whatever problem you have, it's the best thing to do is just to face it head on and just right. put what, it behind you. What's bringing you down yeah. in life? You know, what's 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 so troublesome for you? Yeah. Like that should be priority priority numero uno. Right. Yeah. Just like. Yeah. Instead of running is. away from it. Yeah. Like like I remember as a kid, I, I struggled with heights big time. I, I And going back to dreams full circle. I, uh, I always had these recurring dreams, like for months, like every night would be like, I'd be at Polo Park on the second floor and the railings would be gone. Oh yeah. And I'm walking always near the edge and I, the dream always ended the same where, where I'm hanging on the edge. <laughs> oh man. Literally. It doesn't like, matter how you got there or anything. You're just yeah. hanging. Like, every time, yeah. every single time I'm hanging on the edge. Right. And in the dream, it's like, I'm, I'm slipping, you know, the fingers one, two, <laughs> oh, yeah, right? yeah. now you fall. And I'd wake up every time before I hit the ground. I wake up sweating and panting. covered in shit. Yeah, oh yeah, every time piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that when you guys shared a room, eh? Oh, yeah. and I was on the top. Bunk. I got some stories about that. Oh yeah, There's big stain underneath. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris then, did it again. Yeah, like growing up, right? And then I remember Kyle. You and I went to Camp Stevens in grade yeah. six, and you remember this, right? Like yeah. we had to walk the tightrope. Mm. It wasn't even that high, and I'm like, oh, I can do this. And once I got up there, I'm shaking like I could not control well, it, my body. It was that bridge, right? Wasn't it? It was, it was, uh, like, it was just like a cable. It was like a thin two. bridge or did you do the cable? It was a cable and oh, you okay. held on to two other cables yeah. 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 and you walked the tightrope kind of thing, right? Yeah. And I said, I can't do it. I'm shaking. And uh, the camp counselor guy's like, you have to walk to the middle. That's the yeah. only way you can come down. And I was terrified. Like it took everything I had. Like I don't even know how I did. I was shaking so bad. And for the, up until my teen years, I was deathly afraid of heights. And I just finally told myself, I am tired of living this way. I don't want to be afraid of every time I look over the edge of something, right? So I, finally, I think it was 18 or 19 or whatever it was. I said, I had this feeling inside. I said, the only way you're going to be able to conquer that fear of heights is if you go skydiving. Mm. And all Hell of a sudden, yeah. oh my God. This, and every time I thought it would give me anxiety, anxiety. And I thought it would for such a long time. It was like a year or two. I was thinking about this. And every single time I get anxiety and I just realized this feeling will never, ever go away for the rest of my life until I just do it. I'll, I have to do it. Yeah. I have to jump out of a plane nervously calling shaking yeah i think i was acting tough to everybody that i'm gonna go skydiving yeah. right i'm gonna when do you this. got a little shit running down your leg oh yeah <laughs> i had toilet paper with me all the time right <laughs> yeah. yeah but i did it right i finally did it i jumped out of the plane and my heart's just i felt like it's gonna explode right but as of your falling you just have this incredible joy and relief and it just felt like i was 10 pounds lighter 
Because you probably were. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> the bowels just yeah. got... <laughs> but there's not many times in life where you actually put your hands, your fists above your head and just scream in joy. How many times has that ever happened in life? Where you're, like, you're so yeah. happy your hands are above your head. Yeah. I remember landing and it was just like this intense sense of freedom, like liberation. Like, yes, like I did it. I conquered some kind of internal mountain, right? How, how was it in that plane like before you jumped there? Matt, it was like... It was this little plane just like held like together Normandy, with eh? rivets. <laughs> Man, seriously, it was this old little rickety plane and it's just this little tiny sheets of aluminum and it's rivets. and like bullet. A, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could oh, see shit. dents and scrapes and rust and all kinds of stuff. And it how, just, how did you feel though? Like how, like go, flying up? Going up? Then, yeah. Man, just, I, there, I had this song in my head and I can't remember the name of it. If it took, I'd have to think it. about it for a while. Uh, man, I was literally rocking back and forth. Like people were all talking about it to each other and laughing and it felt so far away. It felt so distant. Like all the, they're just lightly talking and I'm just in my own world rocking back and forth. And I just, I had this song in my head. I sang it over and over and over all the way up. And I was just thinking to myself, my eyes closed. I'm like rocking, singing and we're getting up and up and the, all that the plane did was circle. It was like an upward corkscrew. That's all he did to get up to uh, 14,000 feet. Hmm. And, uh, oh, that would make me feel sick, man. And all of a sudden the moment comes where he says, yeah, guys, it's time. Uh, get strapped up. So, and like, I had to, like, I went tandem, right? So, yeah. uh, I had to position myself. The guy, you know, like doggy comes up on, yeah, comes up on behind <laughs> me, mounts, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he essentially yeah. mounts me. Yeah. Is that when you felt safe? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Caress me. Because I was the heaviest guy in the plane. I had to go first. Oh, yeah. Heaviest guy first. Huh. So, the door is flying open, and you look out the edge, and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> what have I crazy. done? And there's no way down. The only way down is jumping. You can't stay in the plane because the pilot free falls. Yeah, right? that's right. He turns the engine off and free falls down. Saving gas, oh, that's carbon tax. Yeah, yeah straight up. <laughs> <laughs> so the plane opens, man, and it's like, okay, put your right foot out. You got to put on the little, there's a little ledge. Like, it's only wide enough for two feet. So, and you, you stick your right leg out, boom, it just goes way off to the right. Like it's <laughs> oh just my with God. the force, right? Huh. So it takes everything I have, bring your leg back and then I put my left one there. And you're supposed to uh, go into like a fetal position, right? And uh, you're supposed to rock out of the plane, like roll out, rock out, you know, rock out, right? Yeah. And the guy says, okay, on three, right? We're going to roll out on three. We're just going to roll out. So it's like, all right, okay, one. Two, right? <laughs> on two, right? Um, like before I have a chance to even think about it, we're rolling yeah. out of the plane. And it's like my head pretty much was straight. Like I was ass over tea kettle, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> head down, legs straight up before we balanced back out. So uh, finally balanced back out. And when you do that, then you put your arms out at a 90 degree angle and your knees are bent at 90 degrees. And you're, you're supposed to banana yourself, push your belly button towards the ground, just break wind. And... After like it was scary, but after a while, it's just like I'm doing this. Like I'm 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 flying through the air. Like man, that would it, feel surreal. It did. And what I've described this before is like the ground is so far away. There's no sense of immediate danger. Yeah. So it's like looking off the top of a roof was scarier in a sense. Mm. It was trippy because you're so high up and yeah, flying towards it. But it's like you're going through clouds at that point. Yeah. And like. It's, it's so far away. So you're just enjoying it. All of a sudden, you just start laughing. I was just laughing hysterically, like as if, right? Doing Man. it. So you're, go, you're flying down, and then uh, you pull the chute at about 5,000 feet, and you're floating down for about three, four minutes or so. And it was just the most, it was just the, the most comfortable ride. Hmm. You're, nice. Uh, you kind of like, when you pull the chute, um, you pull yourself up and you shimmy like a little, like almost seat underneath you. So it's like you're floating down in a seat. 
Nice. Your, your, your knees I are bent. I think that was uh, your guy's lap that you were sitting in. <laughs> well, it was warm and safe. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so well, like, yeah. was any of it, like, uncomfortable? Like, I mean, other than, you know, feeling the Gs and falling, but, like, I mean, having the suit on, being attached to him or any of the movements he had to do? Like uh, Anything? No, it was, like, I guess I kept forgetting to uh, belly myself. He just, he, he yelled in my ear a couple times, uh, banana, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? What did he is give you? Just a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Yeah. At least he warns you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Get fondled on a skydiving. <laughs> I got a question. Yeah. Would you guys commit to going skydiving this year? No. No. Yeah, I think I I would. I would yeah. definitely come. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Chris, not this year. Well, uh, it's different for me now. Like I I did it again this second year, right? Just for the sake but, of doing but it. But now, uh, like I definitely do it. Yeah. But there's there's no urge for me like to to or ex- even excitement to do it. Okay. Yeah, like I would definitely do it. I know I'd have a fun time, but there's nothing saying, "Oh, just go do it again," kind of thing. Damn. Well, you're, you're you're increasing the odds when you do it more, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I went the following year again. I went for the yeah, second okay. time, and it was it was like it was still tandem, right? Uh, still tandem. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't. Uh, it was fun. It was definitely like a ton of fun. But uh, it's the first experience, like anything, right? Yeah. The first experience that really is the one that nails it home for you. Yeah. The so second you, time. So next time you're going to go on mushrooms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was flying towards this guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, guy, exactly. the guy by me disappeared. <laughs> From my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Just yeah. like my dreams. Oh, man. Like, I really was curious to ask you that because, like, I've been really thinking about doing that. So actually, just yesterday, I announced to my boss... That I, like I that uh, I've literally been working at this place for nine years now, and I told him as of August first I quit. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. So like that was a big thing for me, huge transition of life. Like this this job has been a huge part of my life, and like I feel like I'm cutting this loose so I can become more of who I am. Nice, because like it's you, been man. such That's a awesome. huge restriction on my life. So every single summer, I'm just committed to. You know, my life is committed to a company for a dollar value. Yeah, yeah. well, you yeah, know? like like you're working, sleeping, working, sleeping yeah. pretty much. Yeah, like I literally would lose contact with my own family, with all my friends. I wouldn't see you guys. I wouldn't see anybody. Like, I don't know. It's just that has, it's, it's built up in me so long that I just, I had to do something about it. And I want to take my life in a whole new direction now. And I, one of the first things I wanted to do was like go skydiving. Nice. Let me know. Right on, Let me know, man. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do yeah. it. I mean, the group let me know. Man, I don't know if cheap. I'll do it, but yeah, I'd like to do it at one point Dude. in my life. Because you know? there is a, there is be a, yeah. there's some benefit from going as a group. Oh, for sure. Like, because I know the fuel is a fixed cost. So True that, true that. Yeah. 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 Well, I just don't want the banana guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, everybody has to be <laughs> the banana. You, you, have to you, you want the eggplant guy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to go big, let's go. <laughs> Kakumba. Yeah. But, uh, well, what, what are you looking at, like, doing job wise once you're done? Are you just kind of like, well, take I don't it wanna, easy for a bit? Yeah. I'm trying to change my definition of what a job even is. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't want a job per se. Yeah. You know, I, I guess that fits the, the whole narrative of a, of a millennial, you know, like, I don't want a job. I want everything for free. It's not like that at all. Like I've been struggling, working my ass off day and night for the last 10 years. You know, like I've, I've been through the shit. I've been through the fucking from the bottom all the way, you know, from the highs and the lows. I just want to get away from that altogether. My, my passion is to like build things, you know, yeah. renovate my house, 
all of these types of things. And like, I'm just going to go in that direction and see what happens. Like I have a lot of options right now that uh, I could pursue, but I just want to do what everyone actually makes me the happiest. Yeah. And I feel like I'll be supported in life, you know, in some fashion, as long as I do that. So that, that's kind of the mission. Hmm. That's you know? all. That's awesome, awesome man. That's yeah, great man. On. It's awesome Good for that you. Like, put yourself in the position to be able to do that. True yeah, enough. Right? True enough. Like, that's honestly like fresh out of high school. I didn't like. I didn't even graduate high school. You know, like our family came into these this this crazy situation, and you know, like it's just the the, the sequence of events led to me not graduating. Yeah. You know. And I, which I feel is a good thing because I got a head start in the workforce and that after getting like after high school, like that's the entire purpose of high school is to, you know, kind of get you ready for the real world. Right. So like I, I got my foot in the door before everybody else that went to school and graduated. And the majority of those people now, when I see them, like they're not doing anything with their lives. There's the odd person that's actually doing something, mm-hmm. you know, but the majority of people who did graduate and like lived like had this high standard of like of life like, those are the people who aren't doing anything yeah like what advantage know? did it really give you yeah ex- literally and that's the thing like so right off the bat i knew that i was going to have to work my ass off to get somewhere in life cuz i didn't have this this these credentials that you know yeah. the world says that you need and like i just i just took something that i was good at you know i knew like uh, like I worked with my, my dad my whole life. Like he taught me so much about carpentry and just what it's, what it's like to be a man, you know? So like I, 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 as a kid, I thought, uh, like I wanted a manly job. And I, like, I remember looking outside my bedroom window and just seeing a bunch of, you know, guys, with their shirts off, <laughs> just fucking nailing in shingles on a roof. I just thought that was the coolest shit as a kid, you know, a bunch of guys like, yeah, just fucking you know, just they're having fun, you know, yeah. watching these guys. They weren't tied off. They were just on a on a shingled roof, like like seconds away from death. You know, <laughs> if you fuck something up, you're gone, yeah. you know. And I, yeah, I just remember seeing that and like, I want to do that when I'm older. So the first thing I did was, you know, I got a, a like a job at a like a it was it was more or less like a fencing company, but they did a lot of roofing, too. So it's just like a general contractor. Like oh, right yeah. out of right out of high school, and uh, yeah, so I got my my foot in the door with roofing there, and then from there I worked at a couple other little roofing companies, and now you're you're starting to understand like what it's like to be a construction worker and like the kind of life that goes along with that, and I wasn't really that wasn't really what I was looking for, but uh, you know it paid really well, so I just stuck to it, and then I I found myself at a commercial roofing company, and it's been nine years almost. Yeah, nine years this year. Nice. It's just been yeah stuck stuck to that, and I worked my way from the bottom to the top, and I've, I've you know I just you gotta you gotta place yourself. Uh, it's like a, like a chess game, you know. You gotta really play play your pieces right to get to a certain spot, yep. you know. And like now, like that that was, that has been my mission to actually get to the top of this company, so I can have some breathing room, you know, like financially, because like this world is it's all based around money. You know, and they, they say like the more money you have, you know, the easier life gets, which I found that to be absolute bullshit because the more money you have, it's just, it feels like more money, more problems, right? <laughs> yeah. It's fucking true, man. It's yeah. true. Like it doesn't have to be true though, but it's the, just the, the way that, you know, I guess it's the way that you acquire the money, you know, that, that's what makes that shit true. Yes. It doesn't the, have the, to. The, the yeah. purpose and. Yeah. Because yeah. right now, like I thought 
like getting to the top of the company and just, you know, like you're making good money and you're not having to do as much, but I feel like it's, it's the opposite. I've literally taken on such a workload where my quality of life has just went to the fucking shitter, hmm. you know, like you're on call 24 hours a day. Like you could get a call at any time and just be, Hey, I need you here. I need you here. I need you here. It's like, you can never have a moment to yourself or you, you know, you can't plan anything with your family because like you're going to get called out or you got to do this at 6 a.m. the next day kind of shit. And like that just it just puts such a, a taste in your mouth and it just makes you start hating life and bringing you down to such a spot where it's like, what am I even doing this for? You know, mm-hmm. like is the money like worth what I'm feeling right now? And every night I'd go to bed and I would just lay there. I can't even sleep. Just eyes open. Like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> You know, yeah, every yeah. single day, every single day. And then I'd wake up, you know, it feels like I slept two hours, my body's aching and I got to go do it all over again. And as of yesterday, yesterday morning, just oh, wow. sick of it. You know, I, I told myself I'm going to do it. Today's the day. And sure enough. What was that feeling like? Oh my God. Like at first, <laughs> like on the drive to work, man, the drive to work, I'm like, I, I got my hand on the wheel and like, I'm trying not to think about it. Because every time I think about how I'm going to say this or how I'm, I just want to unleash and say, fuck you, you know, like kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, that feeling that you get just from those thoughts. It's like, holy shit, like this is so real. This is like such a real experience, what I'm yeah. feeling right now. And, you know, so I try not to think about it because now it's like making me like nervous. Like what if I don't like live up to what I'm thinking that, that I'm going to do? So I just cut it off altogether and just... You know, turn the turn the radio up louder so I can listen to a song and just to kind of distract my mind away from this. And then when I got to work, uh, yeah, like my boss sitting at his desk and I, I walked into his office and he just starts running me through like what we're going to do for the day and all these plans that are going on and like how much he needs me and how, value, how valued <laughs> I am and all this shit. Like, it's like, it's making it so much harder for me because, you know, he's like, you know, he's making me feel good about myself and like, <laughs> you know, might as well reach under the table and give yeah. me one, right? So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm like, now I'm sitting there just waiting for my opportunity to, to, to just, you know, flip the switch 100%, like in the polar opposite direction from, you know, like the sentiment that's in the room now. So it went from like all good lovey-dovey vibes to just now it's fucking had to drop the bomb. And I just told him straight up that, you know, like my quality of life has just went to shit. You know, like I feel like there's no dollar amount that you could pay me. That's going to make me feel better about coming here. I just got to do something better with my life. And I hope you don't take it personal, you know? And I pretty much said like August 1st is going to be my last day. And, uh, you know, like I just kind of was waiting for a reaction and he was just, he honestly, he was just so off put, I could see it in his face. He's just stunned. He's like, all he could say was okay. And he was like looking at his computer screen, just okay. Yeah, it's like, what am I going to do now? Okay. Holy Literally. Shit, yeah. yeah. And like our company has went through some huge transition lately where like my, my, my boss, when I first started there in 2010, uh, he, he, he ended up quitting or he ended up selling his shares to this new owner and, this job has turned a young man into an old man. He, he literally had a mental breakdown within like four years or five years. So that's why this new guy, which is my boss now, he had to take over and fill in for my, like my boss that I actually really, I, I love the guy. He's a great guy. But this job, like, I swear, like seeing a, a young guy go 
I'm not young. He's like 40-ish, right? So he's still fine. pretty young. Nah, yeah. nah. <laughs> he's, he's past that threshold. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, man, to see a young guy so stressed out where he lost his hair, his hair's turning gray, he's fucking oh, wow. smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, he got a DUI, all this crazy stuff from this job because of how demanding this is and how you have to cater and kiss everybody's ass in this industry. Mm. And yeah, so like he had a mental breakdown and... Uh, now he's not working there. So this other boss had to step in and it was just so much tension between me and him. And it's like so fake on the surface. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, like, ah, uh, like I, the way, the way that you, somebody fake treats another person, like they love you, but you feel how fake everything is. And these are just words. You don't truly care about me. You're just trying to shine me up so I can, you know, make you more money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly what it was. So I, and I just, I don't respect people like that you know and I, as much as i tried to respect the guy uh is it the respect just wasn't there and well, it's that, just, that, that signaled the time to leave yeah. literally yeah. yeah and like i i it sucks to do it because of how much turmoil is going on right now yeah. and like i hate to dump all the weight that's on my shoulders on to the guys now but someone will step up and yeah you know, you, know? You, you can't worry about that too much you just exactly. gotta do what's best for yourself right and uh, man, I appreciate you saying yeah, that because that's, man. that's one thing that's been really weighing on me is like, I feel like this is all my responsibility and you know, I, it's just a hard thing to have so many people depend on you and look up to you and then you just kind of do this to them. And that's one thing that's been putting this off for me, but mm-hmm. I spent the last three problem three or so months training up all the guys so that when this day does come, like they're kind of prepared Yeah, and like, I, I literally, this has been a plan since I started my first day of this season now uh, to do that. And it just organically well, who, unfolded. Who, who better to do that than the guy who's been there nine years and exactly, he's, man. he's been busting his ass, right? Exactly. Yeah, been, man, some people could be like, yes, I have an opportunity now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. They could be saying, oh, look at Jason. He's doing this. He's making yeah. money. And this is the lifestyle I want. And yeah. they exactly. go there and learn their lessons and be like, fuck this. And they can be this, be your version of yourself in yeah. five years from now. Be like, I'm done. Absolutely, and, man. Know, just, like what I was could, saying too about uh, how like that voice is inside you. And it, it like you can contest to that, right? That it'll never go away. Literally, man. Right? It'll go yeah. on and on for years and years and yeah. years. And it's like, you know, it's like this little mountain inside of you. You got to climb. And it's like, until you do it now, like, how do you feel doing that? And Honestly, it's like that. I feel like I can breathe again. You, you know, know, like. You don't have to think about it, right? Like, exactly. So it's like, done. You moved past yeah, that part. That's the thing. It's it like. frees it up. Yeah. All, the, all of this thinking. You could be thinking about a thought for five, ten years. It's yeah. just, oh, like like the the fear behind this thought of pre- that's preventing you from actually doing something you know like just take just eliminate all of the thought all of the fear just put yourself in the situation and just who who knows how it's going to unfold while you're doing it but what by the time it's all done it's going to be a blink you know yeah. in history the, 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 and the fear you, is much greater than the actual like, absolutely task, you know? man and you, you got to willingly engage in that rather than letting the fear just keep you down and stuff you have to just just go for it it, man just go for it you'll be so thankful that you did like it's a life-changing thing i truly feel like i can smile again and just be and be genuine about it i feel like i can take a breath and it's like ah man life's good again nice you know it's liberating eh? it's absolutely liberating i'm so happy that i did this like 
I, I can't even express it to you guys, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you did it too. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you uh, came today. Man, you know, like, thank you, man. Listening to that voice. You thank know, man, you, man. I look forward to having you on here a lot more too. Regular Honestly, conversations. Totally. I, got, I got nothing but time now. So, <laughs> man, you, you fucking let me know, right? <laughs> What's the thing? It's, you know, the root of this story for me is just like you're listening to the internal self, yeah, right? And absolutely. It's super important to do. And, you know, it's, it's about listening to what you feel and just going about it with confidence. Like I have the thought that I will always be supported. Maybe it's not in the way I think it is, but support's always going to be there for me. And it always has been in its weird ways through friends, through some family members, through work friends, through whatever. I've always had certain types of supports, right? It just, but with the work thing, it's just, you're going to be supported. You're going to be fine. You're going to find whatever you you do. It's going to be good. You know, you're going to find that passion and bring that next level. Imagine like, you know, how, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about your work thing, but I have only so much passion that I can literally offer there Mm -hmm. anymore. I can't give anything more than they want me to do more, but I, I'm really, this is what I'm giving you. This is it. And it feels weird to put that barrier, but well, there's just nothing in it for you anymore. Well, essentially, like I'm that you listen- value. Right? Yeah, like- I'm listening more internally. I'm glad Jason's taking that step. Mm-hmm. I I have the same issue with in your scenario, but in my head, I hear patient, patience, patience, mm-hmm. patience. I've thought, I've looked, and thought of switching careers mm-hmm. and jumping over somewhere else or looking at opportunities, but I keep hearing patience, mm-hmm. patience. Hell yeah, patience. man! So it's almost like. Don't jump for me because that's what I that's what I strongly resonate with. I mm-hmm. know it's not long term, but just even though it's a different message, I'm hearing, and we all hear this, but it's just going with it. What's yeah. exactly, man? Well, yeah, yeah, you'll just know, right? Like, like he he knew it was time. Yeah, was yeah. That's what it sound like? And like honestly, it sounds I'm, like you're like it, you'll know once that opportunity presents itself. Yeah, right? it's like, just patient. Like yeah. I remember, even as a child or a young you know, in our teenage years, I remember just even a fortune cookie sticking out so strongly for me. And it was the patience is, uh, patience is virtue. virtue. Yeah. And that just stood out to me like always in my life. Why, so why I have to be so patient? And I remember hearing that as a lesson as a child, being patient, being patient, being patient. So for the last, like, I don't know, on and off again, like a year or two mm-hmm. years, I'd just been pa- about a year. I've been really patient with things and even not even expressing my wants to people you know like yeah i've told sarah don't tell you everything mm-hmm. and it's like why it's like it just feels like my ego expressing my wants i feel like by me externalizing it to people then it's manif- me trying to manufacture what i want in existence mm-hmm. sometimes for me to speak those words are almost noise like it's mm-hmm. just it's optics it's more fun so i just hold that patience within so it's it's weird how we get these like life lessons you right. know like why is that so important to me and you know you're at you're clearly at a crossroad where it's like i'm ready you know and that's awesome it's, oh, really, man. it's really cool to be at a place like that well now it's already behind me now yeah. it's like man i go to work every day and it's like it's so much easier now yeah you know, I it feels imagine. like that weight is off and it's like no matter what the throw days at you or what what did what i say the that day right? throws at you yeah what the hell happened there? <laughs> yeah like 
whatever the day throws at you, it's like you can tackle that with a smile on your face now, knowing that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, you can see you know? that. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. to be honest with you, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. I'm not looking forward to anything past that. Mm-hmm. I'm just, once that day comes, the, the excitement, the happiness, the joy, everything that comes with that, like I already feel it. Nice. You know what I mean? Nice. Awesome. Just one one, one yeah. step, one lap at a time, right? You'll be done this lap. Exactly, man. Absolutely. You're on, you're, uh, you're on the new uh, new stage of your hero journey now. Exactly. There you go. Hell yeah, right? man. You're cycling <laughs> through and that's 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 a construct that you continually go through in life. It's mm. just manifest in different forms. Man. Yeah, and right? what you were saying earlier about how like for years it's been the same thought in your head, right? Yeah. Over and over it's like a broken record just going around, right? And it's almost like you're mustering up the bravery, the courage you know, and the timing for it to actually occur. And you finally, it's like, like Kyle said earlier, like now the timing's right. You did exactly, it. Exactly, man. And now your brain is free to think of so like who knows what now will replace what you're leaving behind. Right. Because now you'll have so much other time to exactly, think about man. that. Right? Yeah, exactly. And like, uh, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to the most now is just, you know, waking up and not having like missed calls or text messages of like, you got to do this. You got to do that. Having somebody cracking the whip on you. I just want to wake up and like, Oh, what am I going to do today? And like, you know, like what you said, like how this, this, this has been like years in the, in the making, you know, where it's like, I almost had like some kind of subconscious mental checklist or something of things that I got to do to prepare for this, mm-hmm. you know, like every, and everything, you know, like I kind of handpicked the crew of guys that are you know, going to be the ones to, to be here when I, when I exit. Yeah. Right. And like setting myself up financially where I can leave and not be in a position where it's like, I got to get a job because I need money to pay my mortgage kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I set myself up now I'm good. Like all of these things, I feel like I checked off where it's like, holy shit, I can actually do this right now. <laughs> and I'm at the, the, the end of my rope as it is. So like no better time than now. So you, 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 you're pretty much creating your launch pad. Yeah, that's what it sounds Holy like. Holy shit, yeah. that's a good way of you're, putting that. You're setting up a transition plan, right? Absolutely, you're setting, man. Like you did it in a loving way. It's yeah. maybe the boss is probably not thinking this is loving. Yeah. But in your you mind, know? you're setting people up. You're training. You're getting yeah. a select group of skills and training them on what they what gaps they have or man. and training and assisting. Because you know you innately want to respect and Yeah. Bring, oh of course, man. Yeah. This place know? has treated me great. Like yeah. I've literally spent nine years of my life at this place. You know, like everything that it taught me and brought me and like it built me to be the person that I am today. You know, like for me, just to leave it high and dry. Yeah. You know, and just like not have the guys trained up or whatever, yeah. whatever the case is. You, you, you know, you probably like, even carry that after you left. You'd be like, oh, I should have done this. You know, yeah, dude, like kind of for felt real. bad about it in a way. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Absolutely, man. And I told him, even like, you know, like I'm still debating on this in my head. You know, like, well, it's not really a debate now because I, I told him, like, I would mm. still after the fact, like, I'll come in and help you guys if you need anything. You know, like I'll come and help you if the equipment breaks down and you need a hand fixing it. I'll like I'll come and help you guys through all this shit. You know, it's just I just needed that escape. Yeah. So like I still genuinely care about this place because like it's man again like it's it's like a second home to me. I've yeah. been going there every single day for like nine years, right? Just on your terms now. Yeah, exactly. And that's what that's the thing. I feel like we're in the age where we should be yes. taking our power back from corporations and anybody that you handed it to, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like taking the power back and like knowing that you're in control of your life because nobody drives the ship. Like nobody, nobody has their hands on the wheel of the ship, but you, you know, it's easy to fall into the illusion or to, to, to let somebody else drive your ship for you. 
you know, and like you, you fall in yourself, you find yourself in so many different problems once you do that. But taking that, taking that power back is the most invigorating and joyous thing that you could ever do. And I, I'm so thankful just to be sitting here nice. right now. You That's know, awesome. It's like, right on. man, so what, what's, what's, what's the biggest thing you'd have to say from that? Like biggest, what, what lesson would you give our listeners here? Biggest message <clears throat> would be to just listen to the inner voice. If something's telling you that, you know, you should do something, you should do it no matter what. And if it, always move in the direction of your happiness, because it is the thing to do, like, Follow your heart, whatever your heart's telling you, follow it because it's going to lead you to the most incredible place that, you know, you could have never planned on getting, but you'll get there. And man, what a nice. ride. That's Bravo, awesome, man. Bravo. That's really good. That's really good. Man. It's yeah. good. It's, it's great that you've gone to that spot, you know, and that's just one construct of the yeah, rest of yeah. the other yeah. things that you're going to have to go through. But um, that's that's a big one for a lot of people, especially in today's society, how we're so reliant on security of and in this case, you know, you're making good money, but you're you're revaluing what you find to be true to you, right? Absolutely. Because if you put a monetary value on things, like you easily give up the true value of your happiness. Like you can't put a dollar amount on your happiness. You know, if you're constantly if you're giving away your happiness for a dollar amount it's like you know like that at that point you're trading uh happiness for whatever your wage is you know because you're trading all of your time away for to make money at the end of the day it's like in two weeks time say you made two or three thousand dollars like that like now you can sum up your happiness to be that dollar amount and how much time you have that you missed out like i remember like even just this past weekend like you guys went camping you know, like I tried my absolute best to make it there, mm. you know, but it's just the way that everything unfolded. It's just, again, yeah. I got screwed out of that and there's nothing can replace that. You can't go back in time. You know, I can't go back in time and go camping with you guys. It's like, that's just time that has been lost. And, you know, like at the end of the day, I get X amount of dollars for that and it's just not worth it, man. Yeah, that's, right that's a great realization, yeah. man. There was an article I read uh, like about 10 years ago and it was, it was entitled a hundred people on their deathbed yeah. and their final thoughts. Like th- wow. this guy went around and interviewing people, right? Like I bet it's all about money, right? Like actually all they <laughs> asked, the guy asked them if, yeah. uh, like, I think it was like the five things you regret. If you could sure. go back in your life and change five things and he kind of, it was almost like a poll, right? Yeah. And he, he took the top common denominator amongst all these hundred people. The number one thing was that all these people said, thinking back, because now they're, they're spending the last final years of their life, even a decade yeah. in a bed. All you have to do is think, right? All you're doing is reflecting on your life. The number one thing all of them said, I wish I worked less and spent more time with my family and friends. They all said that. Each one of them. Yeah, right? I bet. Right? That's, that's, that one stuck with me. It was like, I wish I worked less. And all that, I wish you just enjoyed the time you had on this planet more. And didn't focus so much on just work, you know, and like chasing the bottom line and working every single hour of overtime you can get. And that, that's, that one stuck with me. Mm-hmm. That, in fact, that's all I remember of the, <laughs> from the story. Well, that's all you needed to pull out at that yeah. time, right? That was the message you were probably searching for or it resonated with you most. Yeah. And like the, like the thing is like, I truly uh, feel in life, you should work hard for things, work you work your ass off and it doesn't have to be for a dollar, but work your ass off towards a certain goal, yeah, a certain man. idea. 
something you want to conquer, something you want to build, whatever it may be, work yeah. hard for it. It doesn't have to be work hard for a dollar. Yeah. Because even, even the idea that you had and the feeling and everything, you were working hard on that idea, working hard oh, on the man. checklist, working hard on the conversation you're going to have. Like it's working hard towards your goal, your goal being liberating yourself from the kind yeah. of uh, work. It's not like you don't, it's not like you hate work. It was I just love like, work. It's like the situation around it. Right. Yeah. 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 Like I absolutely enjoy doing what I do. Like I'm really good at it. Like I, you know, I say that humbly, like I, I really enjoy what I do and I feel like I'm one of the best at doing it, you know? And like, that's, that's one of the things I'm also giving up here. Like I love doing what I do and it sucks that I have to give it up. But in the same breath, like I feel like if I was to take that, that energy and that time and that focus that I put into doing this and to put it into something else that makes me happy, you know, I truly feel like, you know, like I'll, I'll be supported in that financially somehow, you know, I don't really have a game plan as it is right now. I'm just going to focus, renovate my house, finish the house. That's, that's the main thing. Like, I feel like that's just a kind of a project that has been kind of put to the wayside every, every year that goes by. It's just mm. another year that I can't do anything because of how tired I am, Yeah, you know, no time. And like that, that has been my main project for five or six years already. And it's, you know, I feel like it's time to just get back into that. And like, whatever becomes of this, I just can't wait to see it. Right on, you know? man. Yeah, that's but, good. Like, like, you're just talking about physical time, too. You know how many times you spend about thinking about work when you're not at work? Absolutely, You know how many man. conversations yeah. you're yeah. with friends, family, loved ones, yeah. lovers, and you're thinking of work? Like, yeah. you're consciously not there because yeah. you're worrying about the job or what is required tomorrow, that meeting or that expectation that you have to meet. Exactly, man. Um, it sounds like I often describe to my, you know, buddies at work and friends I talk to, I was like, I'm retired in five years. And I, I say it confidently because I, I innately feel it. Mm -hmm. I, there's no other reason to say that. I was like, I'm retired in a couple of years. Like, I don't know when. I don't know the yeah. exact timeline, but I'm retired. And they're like, how are you going to have that much money to live for the next 80 years? I'm like, oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm living beyond 80. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> they're like confused by <laughs> yeah, that yeah. alone. And I said, it's not about just retiring in the sense I have this lump of money. Now I'm doing whatever yeah retirement is for me it's just finding things where i'm not feeling i'm working right that sense of work exactly, it's more of a man. it's more of a passion i'm not essentially clear of how that will be because i've been following the passion for the last couple of years now and i'm in places where i thought even internally that i would not be mm -hmm. you know what i mean by this yeah how the fuck did i get here i'm liking it yeah I, there's no way i would have drawn that up true that so to me it's almost like a loose probability for myself is mm -hmm. just like we're I'm gonna get there. I just don't know exactly how it occurs. Yeah. But just having that just trust, trust it. Trust it. Right. Man. And listening yeah. and saying for me to say to them it's retirement, they're like, What? You know, it just thinks mm -hmm. about you have to have this stack of monetary to sit on and you're just for the next, yeah. you know, X amount of years, how are you gonna do that? You know? I don't know yeah. what it is. Maybe it's you know, maybe it's just living very comfortably in a very different way and yeah. just being totally oh cool with that like yeah. i don't know it just it sounds dreaming like, sounds awesome for yeah. me like dreaming those thoughts and wondering what life can be it's cool it's it's neat it, that you're experiencing that too on some yeah. level honestly it just sounds like such a foreign concept like when you're describing that i could just picture like everyone saying well where are you gonna get the money and you know it's like one person thinking outside of the box and everybody else is in this collective mindset of gotta go to work gotta fucking make yeah. money gotta pay the bills 
And then there's one one employee that just, you know, like like wants something bigger. It's like actually thinking outside of the box and everyone's questioning you and how you're going to do that because everybody deep down innately wants to do that. Yeah. Nobody wants to fucking work because not because work isn't work. It's slavery these days. Like if you have to work for a dollar, like that isn't work. I feel like like working on a on a piece of art, you mm-hmm. know, like that that to me however you define work to be that i don't know can i know you, what you mean yeah, it's, it's more it's passion it's yeah, not it's work. passion yeah, yeah. You're kind of lost in the moment like hours could go by but you were like meticulously looking at every detail in yeah. the painting and this and so, oh shit it's exactly. bedtime already yeah. i've had those moments at work but that's not because the work it's like oh yeah. i really yeah. passionate about this job and sometimes right. i have been don't get me wrong but if my passion is gone and i don't see passion there anymore i just feel my i see myself even from how I would interact with certain groups at work and how I'm separated in a certain way. It's like, I'm only, it's weird. It's weird how you slowly separate and shift yeah, off, yeah. you know, and there's times where people are trying to pull you back, so to speak. Oh, you know, this is what you need to focus on. Yeah. And I, you know, they say to me, well, what you're talking about, cause I'm very vulnerable. I express how I am or how I feel or how I see life and people don't really engage in too much about it because it's just totally radical, mm-hmm. right? But when I explain to like superiors, you know, at work who express, so what do you foresee if that's, re- you know, we're doing performance review or something, right? And it's like, what do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, I'm retired. What? You're 29. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's going gonna, gonna to happen, you know? And so they're just more curious of like what that yeah. entails. So I'm like, do you really want to know? Yeah. Okay. So I express it. They sit back and they're like, how, how could you, how can you bank on that? And I'm like, well, what are you offering me? You know, and I've had offers of, we'll pay you to take this and we'll pay you to take that. And you get certified and we'll finish your accounting program. So you're designated or finish your, get your MBA. And then you can get this job. And I said, but you won't be around by the time I get all that education done. How can you guarantee me that job? So it's interesting. They're thinking very concrete. This is the path they can do, mm-hmm. but they can't guarantee me anything. Hey, what if you look at this differently now? What if you took all that free education, right? And could you now say incorporate that to maybe your own personal business or something to liberate yourself from the position mm-hmm. you're in? There's like, no passion left. Like for so that, go for me going to education, like I've been, in, I was in night school for six years and sitting there, I would go. And this would be all night school. This is not full day. I am yeah, on yeah. a free ride. This is me working to do your MBA at night. You're talking like, yeah, you're devoting a lot of your six, time, seven years of my time for a pa- for a system I don't believe in. Oh yeah, so, so you're not excited about it? Not at all. Oh, okay, like, then, to yeah. me hmm. to go to finish my accounting designation, big de- fucking deal. Like it's not gonna make. It might add skills to allow things to be easier for me. I identify that. But to get there for that, what I'm giving up, like how many, for seven years, I worked every Wednesday night. I remember going to work. It was from 8.30 till 8.30. And this probably sounds nothing compared to Jason, but I would work from 8.30 till 8, no breaks, you know, running this, this, the shop, go to, and I would, no, I would work till five. Then I'd go to school at night till 8.30, then come back to work after school to put in my overtime. Sometimes I would, I'd be there from eight till midnight 
there'd be no way I'm doing that right now. Mm-hmm, you know how yeah. much times, you know how many times I said no to you guys because I was worrying about making a dollar. I felt more lack of that. I always felt you guys were around. So I took that for granted and I just res- felt always lack in currency. So I always wanted to get more of that. Right. So it took away aspects from me for going to school every Saturday or going to school Tuesdays and Thursday nights doesn't sound real. It's, it's a waste of fucking time. I've been in some of those classes where, you know, we've all been in teacher. Okay. We've all had a teacher where, you know, maybe a sub comes in. You can't remember what's that grade four teacher in our, in CISO roads, Mr. Mishaw. Yes. So we, ha- I'd miss Lorenko. And I like, oh, we all liked her for <laughs> different reasons. Well, f- for the same reason. She's a very, very pretty teacher. But miss- I went to his class one day and I learned more from his class in one day than I did in that class the rest of the year. Wow. Right? So you think about that. And I've had that experience in school. So I'm learning there, learning, not like I'm just ingesting information information, and I'm not really liking it. It's boring. It's flat. It's mm-hmm. it's. Con- pushing people together and basically it was a lot of networking which i'm not kissing ass for people that's not my if you're going to take me on my own merit you know one of my um goals in a career wise was someone to come up to me and say i need you for this because you have this type of skill set and so then for for a time i said that's gone because i i probably won't shift unless i'm excited about it but now i don't see it as just a career thing i see it in life in general Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just moving up beyond the paradigm of nine to five. Right. Like I, I try to conceptualize that to people by explaining, you know, the Venus project or the resource based economy, how we could just fully be supported by all of us doing what we fully love and enjoy, but always get handed with the fact of how you make money in that. It's like, wow, like we're so limited how we believe we could live because of money. It's like we go right. camping. Chris, you got the fire? Yeah. Hey, I got this. I got that. We all give ourselves, you know, little yeah. jobs. And sometimes we just interconnectedly do them when we're most excited about. It. Yeah. And I think no, life true. could be that way. Maybe there's some formality. Maybe there's some I feel you know, like thoughts. One day it will transform to be that because I think... Uh, people have to get so fed up. Every single person on the face of the has to get fed up and then also build the courage to say, you know, we can't do this anymore. We need to, we need to move in a different direction with life. And like, who well, knows when that day will come, but I feel like we have to reach a breaking point for there to actually be some kind of transition into something beautiful like that. A lot you know? of people are fed up. A lot of people are just hanging on, waiting for CPP to kick in, waiting for old age That's pension, shit, waiting for retirement. See, what is this waiting? But, Everyone's waiting for something, <laughs> right? Waiting constantly. But I can't stand hearing that. what people are mostly trying to get is external validation of something that concretely works. You know, we want something in front of us and saying, oh, this does work. So let's do this. You know, every time you talk about intentional community or something, some someone brings up fucking Waco or, you know, some mass, Swamp gas. mass Kool-Aid situation. Right, right. Like, like, like people cannot work together yeah. throughout a hierarchy. Like, you know, like we, yeah. there, there's no hierarchy in this podcast room. No. You know, we, we all coined Kyle, like it's Studio K and Kyle's kind of, he's the hierarchy. <laughs> I called leader. <laughs> calls the head of the spear. But he's not he's <laughs> not the he's not the soul of everything, yeah. right? Like all of us combined bring the energy and the heart into the passion of the work. Yeah. Like he has created himself a job and there's must be a reason why you're you 
individually talked to all of us and said, like, you, you must have wanted to do that. It's like, I can't imagine when you're going into editing mode and doing stuff and it's like, I fucking hate this or I don't fucking want to do this. That is just a manifestation of my external reality where I'm like not ready to do that. And you're doing it for us. And that's super appreciative. And I enjoy that and I respect that. But I know there'll be a time where it's like, this is my, this is where I do my thing. And, you know, I just, I don't even know when that would occur or in Lutz's thing, Jason's thing, Curtis's thing, Jeff's thing, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. Sean's thing, everything. It will just occur. And just having that trust and innate and not setting expectations of where, hey, Lutz, I have an expectation. Because one thing I've been really concrete trying to understand is relationship. And one thing that I've broken down is when I... And it's not just that this talks about all relationships, friends, lovers, whatever the case may be. When I start to think they owe me something, I've take, I've created them and put them into my game, into my narrative. They're their own infinite creator doing their lovely things. And when I take ownership on a relationship, they owe me something. That's when I'm abstracting energy from them and that mm-hmm. relationship. I'm, I'm transmuting that into something. No one owes me anything. Yeah. No one, I owe no one anything. Yeah. There's no expectation of me. There shouldn't be. And when you take something from someone else, essentially you're taking something from yourself as well. So it's paradoxically bringing you down by taking something from someone else. Yeah. But it's very challenging to live that way. We live in a, you know, think of it as a, as like like in a lover situation you don't she doesn't owe you anything Mm -hmm. so literally in that construct she can do whatever she wants regardless if you're insecure or not about it Mm -hmm. and you should be okay with that you're supporting her through whatever experience they need to experience right but help them grow yes but in societal norms that's not that's not realistic for a lot of people they can't that's why that's why i kind of question marriage like you know like Who's to say, like, why is marriage such a, such a big thing on this planet? I feel like the, the statistics of people getting married, you know, like, um, I mean, the people getting divorced are so like, mm. they're through the roof, like skyrocketing yeah, the, 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 the people getting divorced are usually the people that have already been divorced. There's people that get divorced multiple times. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But, but also I think maybe a lot of people like, uh, I've, I've used this line before, like a lot of people you grow up and you watch a lot of Disney movies. And you want to become, you know, the princess or, or, yeah. the, or the prince or whatever. Yeah. And you, I think you're chasing the idea of marriage more than actually just having a bond and a union and, Absolutely, and, man. and a commitment to somebody else. And you're putting the marriage first and it doesn't matter. Like I could like you, you know, yeah. Yeah. I could yeah. just like you, but let's get married. I want to be married. I want to have my big day. I want to have the exactly. social. You're marrying yeah. me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not him. Yeah. Well, we can all be married, right? <laughs> but like, you know, you just almost maybe you just want this, like, you have that the, the the finish line and the finish line is marriage. You don't really care about anything else once you cross that. It's like, oh, I've got married now. Now what? Yeah, exactly. And then now, now, now you start looking at the person you're waking up to next morning. Fuck this guy. Well, like, yeah. I didn't, yeah. and that's I didn't, a, that's I didn't. a thing a lot of people will say is like, well, nothing, nothing changes once you're married. And I've often thought like, did you think there was going to be yeah, some change? What, like, what do you think is going to change? Yeah. You know, you're going to get married and things are going to change. I'm like, what the what hell are you talking changed. about? Yeah. Like when I told Ashley, I wanted to have uh, I wanted to take some time off work. Yeah. Like it was big nervous for, for me. I wanted to go in and to ask for, I asked my boss for three months off. Right? That's huge, man. Like a, a leave of absence, unpaid everything. Right. 
And I, Ashley fully supported me with that. She's like, absolutely. I'll support you anything you want to do. And that's, that's, that's a commitment to somebody that's, yeah. you know, she's, she didn't say, Oh, but what about the three months of money that never exactly. came out of her mouth? It was just like, if you feel you need to do that, I'm there to support you. And that's love, man. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a true relationship. That's, yeah, that's, like that's, that's, that's the goal. That's for a, a commitment. It, yeah. it wasn't like we were, we were together for a long time and it comes up organically. It yeah. shouldn't just be like, Oh, I met you. I, I like you. I like what you're about and you got money and status and you, got, you wear Adidas shoes. And I always wanted a guy who wears Adidas shoes. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. going to yeah. marry you because of that. Yeah. That's why I think a lot of people just jump into it very quickly. Yeah. And then and it, I think it fizzles it's a, out. Yeah. And it's based a lot around material too. It's like, I see this guy, he's an R8 guy, but he makes good money. He drives this vehicle. He has this property, blah, blah, blah. I want to buy into that lifestyle. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's a lot of it is like that. And then, you know, after a while you marry this person and you turn to this guy turns out to be a dick or he cheats on you or whatever. And just things fall apart because it's based on something so, uh, I don't even know what the word is for that. I, know, I always call it the chasing it's, the Disney dream. You want the yeah, picket you know, fence. It's true. It's, uh, that is so true, white man. White picket fence and that's the house a, and this. Yeah, it's a good way of putting that. It's it's the well, expectation on, on relationship too. It's having that expectation, you know, and not having that support aspect, right? Like you could go and chase your dreams and, you know, a lot of times, you know, you know, it's about, you know, if your spouse was going to go do something or want to experience something in a different way, and it comes out of, I'm nervous of this. I'm, I'm, you know, it brings out a lot of relationships, bring a lot of insecurities out of your, of your own, right. By what they do and what you're not wanting your spouse to do because it's insecure for yourself. Yeah. So I find with relationship and the whole construct of relationship, you need a relationship until you no longer need a relationship anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess that, that goes with everybody. Everything. That's Does, what I yeah, mean. Yeah. I'm not saying just lovers. I'm saying right. with yeah, friends yeah, and anything yeah. where you don't need that. And I think that's the level of consciousness that we ultimately get to one day. Not necessarily. Um, it's hard to talk because I know you guys know certain things about like galactic stuff, but we haven't really introduced that a lot onto the <laughs> program. So it's so far out there. Yeah. I think what you're getting at is like uh, being like dependent to, to independent you know, like, like, I think I talked about this on one of the other first podcasts. There's like three stages of dependence. It's dependence. It's the lowest form. Then you move eventually from, you know, like that's kind of like being at home and relying on your parents to take care of you, right? Yeah. Then you become independent and you yeah. move out and blah, blah, blah. And then there's interdependence where you're an inter- you're a dependent person. Everybody's in de- or sorry, everybody's independent, but we all in a sense depend on each other for like uh, mutual benefit and growth yeah. and things like that. So I see like relationships like that. like Without interde- expectation. Though. Without expectation, yeah. Right. Like interdependence. Like, you know, I'm going to help you become the best version of you and you're going to help me become the best version yeah, of me. Yeah, I agree we're with We're going to support one another. Yeah. Like I, I'm good on my own, but we're stronger together. Yeah, you're co-creating something. You're you're your own creator and you're creating the reality you wish to choose. I'm creating my own reality. If yeah. we work on something, we're co-creating something. We're like, creator beings. Like this when I'm feeling down, to. like you're my cheerleader, you know, you're going to help bring me back up and vice versa, you know. See, like, I, I think we evolved past that. I don't think you'd even get, I think there's a part of. Well, that's what I'm saying about yeah. the interdependence, right? Like y- you kind of get to a point like, like that stage is like, that's pretty much becoming like a, like a, like a an enlightened being. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and there's only a handful of people yeah. on the planet. I'm shooting, like that. I'm shooting for the stars. Fuck. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like no matter what, Why we're all getting there? there because yeah. like, uh, I feel like honestly, my opinion on life is like life, I feel is like a, a big classroom. We're yeah. learning lessons all the time mm-hmm. in every single manner. And, and I feel a lot of it is emotional processing. Like uh, emo- 
processing some kind of like I always use the term mountains, right? Like climbing some kind of hurdle, some mountain. Sure. And like even going back to like Jason, like you going through like nine years of say, like maybe you didn't dislike the job the whole time, mm-hmm. but it's like you entered yourself into a situation to learn a lesson. And it's like the lesson yeah. right now is like you completed it, right? Hell yeah. You know, man. but it's, so it's like everything that you've went through, all the shit, right? All the, the hardship. It's like that was part of the class, right? You, you It's like you opened the door to a class that took nine years. You know, and you learned yeah. all this shit and you went through all this stuff and there's the hard stuff and you were grinding it out. You were doing the homework, figuring it out. And it's like you learned the lesson that you needed to get in there. And now you exited the classroom and you yeah. experience like a freedom and liberation. And it's exactly, like, man. You, you, it's like, you, you know, you back frequency again, you lighten your load, right? It's like you drop the weight of something that was burdening you. That's you know? exactly how it feels, man. Mm. And no. now, and nice. now it's summer break and it's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know, like the, using the school analogy, right. You know, like the, the final bell has, has rang for the year. And now it's like, you have the whole summer to do whatever you want. You know, mom's going to take you to the beach, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's the feeling I kind of have inside from completing this lesson. And man, damn, does it feel good, man. So, you know, in that same breath, I always like, uh, I've in the past, it's taken years to come to this conclusion, but it's like going through all those hardships, right. Like you could hold on to that for the rest of your life and say, man, I went through this shit and that sucked. But it's like, you almost have to appreciate the fact that you went through all of that mm-hmm. because that was part of learning the final lesson. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you didn't go through all that hard shit. Yeah. Like it, you wouldn't have never came to the conclusion where you're sitting at currently right here, right now. Totally, man. It's like you had to experience all that. So it's like, in a way it's like, it's, it's awesome and it's good you went through because yeah. you have to appreciate you went through it. So but it, it, it kind of leads you to believe that there's like, you, you know, you, you don't really have to look at anything in life as necessarily a bad thing. It's like, yeah. it's just helping you yeah. learn something. And that's part of the lesson that I learned in this is going through all of that. Cause it's, it's extremely hard to appreciate something that's really draining you and mentally, physically, emotionally, in every way. Like how could you appreciate that at the time? Mm-hmm. You know? So like that's the kind of thing that's like, you're like a rock floating to the bottom of the ocean and like the feeling of that falling and just loneliness and all of that, you know, it's like, how do you appreciate that at the time? It's only until, you know, like some fish gobbles you up and fucking brings you to the surface, <laughs> spits you out, you know, do you actually start feeling these things? It's like, holy shit. Like I've been down at the depths for so long and like, I feel like I got a new lease on life now. Nice. You know, and it's like you can look back on those times and truly appreciate them for the things that you learned because you couldn't learn, you could not learn those things, you know, living some cushy life, walking down the street, doing, you know, like. Yeah, your experience is much different. Yeah. The, yeah, your cultural it, lens is much different. Yeah, exactly, man. But now, so, now, like, you're, you're on summer break, right? Like, bell rang yeah. on summer break. Now, so, eventually, who knows how long, it'll be months, years. Yeah. And then. At some point, you're going to st- walk into another classroom, right? There's going to be another yeah. thing to learn. Yeah. So now, but just carry that knowledge forward that when you're in the next classroom, right? It's like yeah. you're, exper- you're probably going to experience some hardships again. But yeah. now you'll you'll know it's okay. This is like, this yeah. is just a setup. I'm setting the stage for whatever I need to for act out this play to learn this lesson. So it's exactly. like even when you're going through the hardships there, it's like you can remember, okay, this is part of it. So I can enjoy it, even though it's, it feels shitty, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I do my best to enjoy the ride. Exactly. Because like, even if you do find yourself at the bottom there, now you can appreciate it at the time, you know, it's like, or you could at least say, tell yourself that it's not so bad because like, you know, like this is going to come to an end at some point things. If something could get bad, it could get better. That's just in its nature. That's the, the cycle, you know? So if you find yourself at the bottom, just hang in there because you will get back 
to the top at some point. Just, you know, you got to hang in there and appreciate it while you're there, you know? Yeah, even when I was going through like rougher times, like I I started to research the hero's hero's journey and it became comforting just to self-identify where I could be in that journey because then I could see what's ahead. And it seems like it's continually a cycle of challenges and going through very similar things. But like Chris said, having that mindset of, and what you said, we're going to get beyond this. You know, mm-hmm. this is just another next step of the lesson I need to learn. See, and it feels like when you go through enough of these scenarios that um, you just start looking at anything that comes your way, anything. It's like, I, it's hard to look at anything as bad because yeah. it's yeah, like, I agree. you instantly recognize this. Okay. <laughs> You're kind of laughing. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is just some part of a, of a lesson I'm exactly. going to go through. Like this is presenting itself in my life because it's given me an opportunity to react to this a certain way. And they say, I don't enjoy the way I react to the situation. Mm-hmm. It's identified something inside of me that I could take care of. Exactly. Like, yes. I, oh, okay. I don't like that. I feel this way in this scenario. And every time the scenario pops up, I don't like it. So I'm going to try to identify what it is that makes me feel that way. And once you do, it's almost like as soon as you identify what it is, it goes away. Yes. It's like, oh, then you laugh at it. It's like, why did, why was I thinking this way about something? And generally comes back to something in childhood. Yeah. Right? I feel like you're, you're, uh, once, once, I don't think it goes away completely. I think that after it happens, you identify what happens. Life presents you with a test to see yeah, if you point. actually changed, you know, like, did you actually change? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, and I think passing the test would be like you, you reacted in a different way to than what you used to do, you yeah. know? And then I think after that, ah, then pop yeah, quiz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, literally, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, it's good, right? And like, I've tried to, not to, I try to fix things like m- that concept of no one, no one should have expectations of me. No one, not my children, sh- nor should I have expectations of them, mm-hmm. which is an odd one, right? Like you think about it, like you have, you kind of have expectations for your children, but I, I'm trying to live like I don't, I'm just making sure they just don't hurt themselves to, you know, where they yeah. die or something, you know, yeah. like, like I'm just trying to protect them and yeah. just in their own way, right? right? But even the concept of, like, when I think of it, of did I create that human body? Yeah, sure. But did I create that soul? No fucking way. So that little soul and that little body is learning the lessons they need to learn. And yeah. I'm just here helping them through this thing of life. You're just a fucking elder assisting them through, but reproducing them in the way that humans can how do the soul get in there i don't know how did the consciousness get in there i'm not sure i can't tell mm-hmm. you that in a in a textbook formula yeah but like but, they decided to play the game of yes living yeah. with you as their dad exactly right? so it's like you're, you're it's like your responsibility and your job to like give them the best structure and foundation that that they can in life right it helps knowing whatever i do is what they need right like there's been times like even the last little while like it's it's tough you know i i i look at my mom and i'm like fuck i don't know how she parented us too you know like she had so much more trauma than i did but we still got through it but then i do what it comes back to me is she had so much more support from other people to assist with our children you know, versus me, I feel, you know, could be very isolated and it's gotten better. It's gotten a little better over the last year, but just me being every day in and out being that same role, dad, 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 that same mask, that same, you know, archetype for the child. So now 
you know, even when I had bad days and I reflected this on the weekend, I was like, you know what? I've been noticing my voice raising a little higher to them. And for me, when I'm, when I would talk higher or, you know, subtly yelling, not fully yelling in any way that I believe where when I, when I'm actively doing it, I feel like I'm just putting a mask on. So I get immediate, a reaction, you know, when you want someone to be quiet, you yell, like be quiet. So you get that immediate reaction. But to me, I know it feels like I'm, it's not authentic. So I look back, I'm like, why would I choose to be inauthentic? Why wouldn't I just choose a different model? Right. So then I, then this week, that's a lot of introspection, eh? Well, this, this is what it's been, you know, and looking at my relationships with my children and friends and, you know, it's, you know, my lover, Sarah, you know, and looking at family and beyond that and any person I come in contact with is what is the reasoning for that? What is the growth for me? What is the self-reflection of a scenario? And there's been times where I'm like, I don't need to go out anywhere. Like there's so much to do in my mm-hmm. head that why do I need to go and experience things? Yeah. But then, then you become, become lack. You feel lack in experience where it's like you've been just studying the text or studying the understanding without actively actively doing it. Yeah. And I feel like that, that's kind of the issue with like this whole self discovery and like spiritual awakening thing like that I personally went through is like, I found like for a period I was just analyzing every single thing that came into my life. You know, it's like, why did this happen? What am I doing here? This, 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 there's so many things to analyze. You know, it's like you're being handed just a shitload of information all at once. And like you're trying to find some kind of meaning behind every single step and every single one of these things. You know, it's after a while you get so consumed and overwhelmed with all of this where it's like it's starting to defeat the purpose of this whole thing. Because I think it's supposed to you're only supposed to know enough to, to put your body into motion and start acting on the things that you know to prove that you know them. Sure. You know? Like that's kind of the conclusion I came to. That's why I, I kind of drifted away from the, the whole spiritual thing because, you know, I felt like the more that I acted on the things that I already know, like the more like the ball started rolling for me and started now I found find myself quitting this job. And like I, before I didn't like, I don't know, like, yeah, it's just yeah. The, the way the, the sequence works. And it, like if you just put that trust and, and literally just act on what you know and then like once that ball is rolling, who knows where it's going to lead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you so, had you. It's like the passion ran out for a little while. So then you just yeah. had to go and react. And I think well, following that, like for me, in the way I saw that and the way I would overlay that information on my life is, there's been times where I'm continually looking into spiritual stuff, looking at these constructs like the hero's journey, looking at relationships, looking at family, looking at the soul, where it come from, l- l- grabbing all this data, processing it, all that, all the spiritual stuff. But then sometimes I'm like, I'm fucking bored of it. But then I saw myself forcing myself to ingest information and I'm like, I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. So then I gave myself a break, felt rejuvenated Mm -hmm. then something would pop up again. And the same thing with the political stuff. Like I feel out of touch because I haven't followed in a week, but that sounds fucking crazy. You know, like I'm sure I could know, talk my way through a conversation pretty well. Yeah. But it's not super passionate where I need to be just ingesting that information daily. That's not where I'm at. So it's just continually to what is passionate for me. Yeah. And just just live that way. Because if I'm living it through a state of passion, what the fuck's the point? Like, what else do I need to do? Mm -hmm. I'm in a state of passion. Things will just 
flow. Yeah, now it's just a, a matter of getting there. I think it's just allowing ourselves to get there. Yeah, we get you know? in our own way. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. it's not it's not easy, you know, being in a in the construct we live in. You know, the third mm-hmm. density type scenario we live, where we're at service to other service to self. You know, yeah. look forward to. So on that Big note, should we, uh, we've taken the thoughts pretty high. Yeah. yeah. We've taken them to new heights. <laughs> <Into> the, <laughs> I, think we, uh, I think it died here. Something happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. Something we'll see occurred. when we're done. So. Okay. Well, really? now that with the thoughts yeah. have gone high, we could take them back down and uh, and conclude this episode of Thought Notes. Any All final right. words from anybody? Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, listen to that heart or listen to that voice in your heart. Eh? The, listen to your heart. The only, listen to your heart. That's the, it. The only thing I would ask is honestly to give review. Like I yeah, would love to hear a review. Hear true that, true that. I would too. like to hear feedback. I would like to hear a perspective. Um, because a, Just this engage. is, yeah, it's better for me. I don't even know if this is recording, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like this is, that's what I would love. I would just love more feedback. So thank you. Thanks for listening, yes. folks. Yeah, thanks, uh, Jason, for joining us. Yeah, Hope to hear more from you. Anytime. <laughs> anytime. I got nothing but time. Invite me back anytime. Let's do it right now. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs>